You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 65, recorded April 18th, 2020. The topic for this episode is Inquisition of the Damned, part four and final. I will be your host for this episode. This is Hyven. I am Elemist. This is Mrs. Hyven, and this is April 19th. They don't know that, though. Now they do. Now they do. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> this is Orchid. <laughs> Hi. Woo! <laughs> Good work, team. Wow. Also, this is Mrs. Hyven with a quick disclaimer. We're going to try to edit to the best of our ability this week, but currently there is a TV on behind me, my brother, my grandmother, and the two dogs that uh, my grandma yells at and my brother antagonizes, so apologies for any potential noise that you're going to pick up in the background. For those of you wondering what you're hearing in the background, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So yeah, it might be bothersome. We'll try to edit that out. Sometimes it's hilarious. Grandma's been getting along with the dogs, and occasionally she smacks them and tells them no and get away. But last night, or two nights ago, it escalated to, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> My and brother was left. like, that's the literal definition of that escalated quickly. Also, <laughs> since we're just getting out the comedy with grandma, she offered Mrs. Hyman her diapers in case she had any leaking issues during her time of the month. What? Yeah. yeah her grandma. My grandma pulled out like adult diapers. Diaper pad I don't know. It wasn't like a full on pen. It was a really large like pee pad that you like put a liner. Like were those doggy like, pee pads? No, 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 no. they're it's for a the, liner. They're older people's on uh, and she diapers. Said, she said she had them because sometimes she leaks and wanted to know if I needed any. And I was like, um, I'm I'm good. <laughs> and Hyven was just in the kitchen dying. And I ran to the back what? room and the bedroom and started laughing. And she came in and was <laughs> like, what just happened? To which I was like, it's okay. I don't, I don't have a period anymore, Grandma. To which she said, I didn't think you were that old. <gasps> yeah. Damn. Wow. Do you guys see her in the background? Grandma's There's cut Grandma. Through. Oh, my God. I so would responded with, that depends. Oh my god, that's why. But anyway, if you've listened to the last episode, we're still got grandma in the house. She is chilling, holding down the fort with us for another week. So she might be our surprise guest for one more episode. Oh my god. All right. We already have a surprise guest, and it's going to be Raz. Grandma's going to come say hi. You want to come say hi? To the world. Just say hi in here. Get close to it. Hi. Hi. Those are those are Hi. my friends that I podcast with. Oh. Does she do a good job? No. Sometimes. <laughs> they said sometimes and no. <laughs> well, you have to get someone else then, I guess. You heard it, guys. We're replacing Mrs. Hyman with Mrs. Hyman's grandma. <laughs> Mrs. Hyman's grandma you? is savage. She'll get fired. <laughs> Are you gonna be my replacement? No. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. What? 
She is a hilarious woman, man. Well, that Last was night fun. was awesome. In the dark, she takes out her hearing aids so she can't hear, but somehow she sees me walk to the door in the dark and hit hit all the locks, like do the top lock and the little chain. And she's like, well, darn, now my boyfriend can't get in here. He was going to be coming over. She made me laugh. <laughs> Although this morning she was like, now my boyfriend couldn't come over. Now he's been dead for years. <laughs> <laughs> she is amazing she's funny she's still pretty sharp yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome when her hearing aids are in <clears throat> i know how that oh, is marianne <laughs> she said i know how that is <laughs> i bet you do i do literally all right well i don't know if this is going to be bloopers or if this is going to be part of the episode but i don't usually wear them when we're podcasting should already so be. that's why i'm such a shit show <laughs> right oh that's all staying oh yeah it's going somewhere this is priceless. that is that is full-on intro right i like people. this is our new intro great <laughs> <laughs> all right well podcast news if you don't know who we are already this is us good old guardians of lore and you can tell oh us God. how you feel about us because oh we God. encourage feedback and you can do that on our twitter i successfully got mrs hyven to say the twitter the other day so I haven't so even had to about it. pull that joke for a long time. <laughs> so on Twitter, at Guardians underscore lore. I was going to say at Guardians, hey, it's Orchid. Wait. At Guardians underscore lore, at hey, it's Orchid, at Mrs. underscore hyphen, and at I underscore am underscore elemist. You can also send us a good old-fashioned email, Guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. And we also do have an Instagram. Whether or not it ever gets posted on, but it will someday. Guardians of Lore. And of course, you can Guardian leave us. Guardians of Flore. Guardians of Flore. At the very least, we have a, fu- a funny name, even if there's no content yet. Mrs. Hyman claims she's taken some pictures of my recording area, I think, you know or at what? least my table. Mother so Tucker, maybe that'll I'm be on there. We'll post a picture of the table right now. You don't have to. I was just going to say, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll post our setups or something. But go over there if you're interested in some of the foolishness from life, pretty much. Uh, of course, send us a review about the podcast anywhere where you listen to your podcasts, um, except for the, the few like Spotify that do not allow reviews. Um, but you can find us and review us on some of the bigger ones like the Apple podcasts. Um, and what is it on? We used, I don't even know what Android is anymore, but just find Google podcast, Google podcast, some of your main, main podcast things. They're there. So please leave us a review if you would be so kind, because um, they're fun to read. Of course, you can also join us in our Discord. The link is found on our Twitter, so come join. Make sure to read and agree to the welcome rules, and you will be in for some fun. And you can also find our info at thelordnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. So getting right into the main episode, we're going to start with this week at Guardians of Lore, a.k.a. The Twoggle, and I'm going to do my job and look at the time for once. So let's get at it. Come on, four minutes is more guidelines let's get at her. Yeah. We're, we're still quarantined, so how's quarantine? That's kind of the, co- the the main topic to start lately. I left the house for the first time today. In three <laughs> why weeks. Why? Oh, okay. Um, Two reasons. She had another outing today that you didn't hear. 
Yeah, I Excuse got me? breakfast this morning because I wanted coffee for breakfast. What? I know. Oh because she lives in the middle of nowhere where there's not a lot of delivery people. No. Don't know how So you I have to like, like go out and get stuff myself. It really sucks. Um, but uh, Mr. Pickles decided to go on an adventure and run around my neighborhood. <laughs> and then I had to go chase after him. And so we're recording 40 minutes late because I had to go chase after my cat with my neighbor. Did you... Did you catch that pussy? God damn it. <laughs> yes, I caught Mr. Pickles with the help of my neighbor. So my neighbor touched my pussy. Cat. Pussy cat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So much whoa. for social distancing. Oh, yeah. There was no social distancing there. Yeah, His this hands is you right shove your on head it. And one side of the car, and I'll go under the other, and we'll see if we can't wrangle this oh cat. Oh, my God, you guys. That's pretty mm-hmm. much what happened. So- I've become obsessed with TikTok this week. Yes, I love TikTok. I'm late worst. to the game. Hyven hates it. I hate it, but so I'm not much. ashamed one bit. It's all um, repeated and the same crap. No, Nothing's original. I watched this one with this like oldish, like probably like some of it's funny. Late fifties, but... early sixties male. Um, at he was like just got pulled over. The it was like the officer said that I smelled like I had been drinking. And I said, well, sir, your problem is you're not practicing social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is a good one. That's funny. And I loved it so much. It's all right. I've, I've got one to send you guys later. Oh. Is I've it been like naughty? spamming everybody with TikToks. I sent Orchid one the other day. It was a Destiny themed one, and she was like, "I hate you, but you're right." And I'm laughing. I was laughing so hard, like <laughs> it was like things that trigger Destiny players, and it was the Hawthorne like little you, you took out Gaul, woke oh, up the travel, blah blah blah. That you just don't stop, do you? And Every like, single time so I play with Green now, we we end up saying that at some point. <laughs> every single like without fail whenever so i play I with her one, it's like you don't Took stand next call, to hawthorne woke up the traveler i mean i know on that the street portion, is. i don't know what in the world video she's Your talking about. oh the tiktok different. i didn't send him that oh yeah i sent him one where <laughs> it's like when the school zones open back up and you know that one lately where all the moms are like slamming their cabinet doors to that song it's that song but it's None of us this truck driver, and he's just like, boom, 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 and he's like flipping out in his car because he's running over a bunch of small children. In a That's awesome. <laughs> I've been obsessed. Okay, that one makes me smile. The Tiger King ones too. Oh my god, amazing! Oh, that's been new. I had no idea. Once again, I purposely stay away from social media. It makes life so amazing, guys. But occasionally there are some funny things so i had no idea what in the world this tiger king was and her brother has got me and well well, that's what we that's well we started it we can't watch it with grandma right now except we watched one episode and we told her we were it was an investigation where they were investigating don's like disappearance oh yeah we told her it was a cold case we told her we were watching a cold case show and so and, and whenever joe exotic, joe exotic would come up and read the, parts uh, of carol baskin's diary yeah they were like that's the lead investigator grandma and later she was like did they find what they were looking for and hyphen and my brother were both like no but don't worry detective joe's on the case yep so we decided that we couldn't keep watching that with grandma but then her brother decided to see what else we could find he's like let's see what else we could watch and he was like oh how about hell's kitchen and then the intro not even gordon ramsay but like just the whole cast is just bleep 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 and he's like 
All right. Well, this like, one's maybe out. the Great British Baking How Show. How about the Great British Baking Show? But lately, our routine has been Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, and then an episode of Mass Singer. I, I love Mass Singer. Hate Mass Singer. We but it's, have we... no like. I, guys, I got one right. Almost I guess pineapple I correctly. Oh. Yeah, it's one of those things where I don't know that I enjoy it because it's kind of. But I, I want to know who's there in under everything, right? So I'm kind of just like season two was succeeding, awesome. Succeeding, I guess. Season two was so good. Season three is really good. But guys, I got Tommy Chong right. I knew it. I knew yeah, it. That was a good one. Knew it because he was on Dancing with the Stars, and I was like <laughs> in love with him on Dancing with the Stars. So the second I like, started, those seeing, are the same like, dance moves. Yeah, some of his little mannerisms in the package is the pineapple. I was like. It's Tommy Chong. It's Tommy Chong. And everyone was like, I think it's Cheech. And I was like, mm, it's Chong. She's wrong. I guess. Not you guys, everyone. Sorry, my brother just got really offended. No. Like I, all of the. First season. I guess monster immediately. We're on, we do don't you? know everything. So say. tell us all the answers. That was season one. We're on season one. Oh, well. We've never watched this. It just, it just happens to. <laughs> Spoilers. I just told you not to ruin it. <laughs> What'd she say? I didn't hear. Well, now Let's I can't see. tell you. Goodness gracious. Nope. Yep. If I'm you watch the clue the package, it's running. very obvious. I don't know a lot of celebrities either. So, I mean, I know T-Pain, but. You're going to have. Well, I had fun with season two. I just like. Season yeah. Really like good. I said, it's Season catchy. three is really I'm good. interested to see who everyone is. I haven't really gotten very far in season patience, three yet. You guys. I, since I have been on the couch, like, for weeks, I have just burned through so much Hulu, like, so much television. I believe yeah. that, yeah. I've been watching different anime, although the website I watch had so much, no, so many people on it that it, like, it was crashed and I have to wait, so I had to find other weirder bootlegged areas to watch my shows. But yeah, I've been <laughs> watching anime, and I got her brother reading Tokyo Ghoul, the manga. Hmm. So you finally yeah. found it. He found it. I haven't started it yet. <clears throat> I've been um, watching Samurai 7, mm, which um, good, good old Preston Hicks, a.k.a. all of the above names, recommended, and I've been enjoying that. So that's what I'm watching right now. And then I might go back to something old. You so want to talk about how you got day. Alex so obsessed with Tokyo Ghoul? That's what I said. I got him reading the manga. He'd already seen the show, but I told him the manga's much different guys manga was one of the answers on jeopardy this week and there was a video game section yeah, i'm so proud portal of her was had an portal was one. an answer and she sc she screamed it the same time i did she because knew. part of the question was talking about cake is a lie yeah speaking of portal i started a game uh, light matter on on steam it mm -hmm. was it's they do a great thing they give you the game for free and then after like the first five or more levels it's actually a pretty good amount they ask, you know, if you want to pay for the full game, you do it. It's maybe like 20 bucks. It's like a reasonable game. But there's like references to the other like lab, like Portal. So if you've ever played Portal, it's another puzzle game kind of like that with like a snarky character kind of like helping you guide you through puzzles and stuff. And it's been really fun because it's just kind of nice to kind of have something like a little bit mindless. And Well, it's actually the exact opposite. It's not as like maybe intensive as playing like a FPS or Destiny, but it's puzzle based. So it keeps your mind going and also it's got some funny humor and some story in there so that's been fun i also I was got playing nice... the witness what was that i was playing the witness which is that one which is it's that. like a it's a very environmental puzzle game so it uses like all the things around you as part of the puzzle 
Ooh, that sounds fun. But it's like Ooh. it's like perspective puzzles. So you have to like yeah, be standing in the right place to be able to like get the answer to the puzzle and like huh. look at the way the branches are and that sounds stuff. fun. It's yeah. really fun. It's a it beautiful nice. game. Yeah, it's really that's pretty. Thing. This one's just kind of pretty. It's light matter. It's like there's like the shadows will kill you if you get them, but you got all these lights and lasers and it's very pretty. And then I've also played, we finally got, I got some of my buddies got their, their uh, Valorant beta. So in a 5v5 team game, we actually had a squad of four. And if you've, you probably, you might not know anything about Valorant, but I'm sure you've gone into Crucible with a full fire team and you know the difference can, compared to a whole bunch of randoms. So in a competitive game, it was, it was very nice. That was fun. Yeah. Nice. So I don't know if anyone else has been playing anything else, but other Otherwise, we were talking about pretty games, and that made me think of Mrs. Hyven going through a raid for the first time. On oh, see, I the only other games that I've been playing have been Remember Me, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh yeah, your Arkham Run. Ar- How's that Arkham been going? Origins. You were still in the first uh, one. Well, the pre- yeah, cool Origins. Okay, the prequel. Um. Actually, I I started Bioshock this past week. You did. I looked at the Bioshock collection because remember we said we were gonna. Do... <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I might join you then because the Bioshock collection is always fairly cheap for all the games. So or it's so like the like, price of I, one game. So like I can hold off until you get it and get to the same spot that I'm at, and then we can that's progress fine. later or whatever. We should totally do that if you started, and I'll get that too, man. Um, well, and like I'd I'd had it for a while. Yeah. And then I started a game called Trail Makers. What's that? You about? get stranded on a uh alien planet and you're trying to piece together enough parts for a spaceship. Hmm. Everything just kind of fits together like Legos. That sounds kind of fun. Your mom fits together like Legos. We were having such a nice night. <laughs> that's right (laughs) that sounds fun though no i like um like puzzle games and like different and i I don't necessarily mean puzzle like standard puzzles but you know some of those kind of things where you got to problem solve yeah strategy games and stuff like that it's is that one on on pc or console pc cool everything that i've been playing lately has been pc yeah there Dep- yeah, it has. It's well, you know, there's a lot of older games you can get and like cheaper games in the Steam store that are always just on sale, so it's kind of nice to find little games to kind of play through. Game Pass is nice for that too. They do have a good good selection. But yeah, mm-hmm. I turned on a little bit of Human Fall Flat. Got to get oh, Mrs. Yeah, Hyven that? and Ellen is back <laughs> in there. Oh, it is hilariously fun. I miss Human Fall Flat. The three of us man. over that here Orchid did it with Flamin' cuz there's four person teams and we had the craziest time ever. Flame and Base could try to drown everyone the whole time. That's what we need to do for everyone's <laughs> quarantine. The four of us just need to get on our PCs, we should all get human play fall Human flat. Fall Flat, and stream it for mm-hmm. everyone to watch. We that would be funny. Stupidity. The four of us would be pretty great. That's what we need totally to be down. I think it's like mm-hmm. five or ten I'll bucks on Steam. Oh, I'll buy yeah. it. That sounds like fun. I'm totally down. That would actually be really right. funny. We have to do that at some point this week because I could totally use that. I'm going to be home a lot this week, you guys. A yes, lot. I go back to work, so next week oh, that's not what i've so been doing she's gonna be home with grandma now this next week all by herself i'm only going into work from three to five and somebody was like well, why are you coming at all and i was like don't take my two hours from me don't <laughs> god damn do it but no because like it's 
the time of day when everything's got to go out. And so like I can edit a lot of things from home, but it'll be nice to be able to go in, print, finalize, mail, email, fax, all that good stuff. Um, And like I said, it gets me out of the house for two hours (laughs) because I can't do it, guys. I cannot stay in my house like all day, every day. I just I physically will cut a bitch. Will cut a bitch. So, yeah. Can we just talk about how good Hyland looks right now, you guys? Like, now that he's got his setup all set up and he's got, like, the little light that I used to use. Like, I feel like he just looks so baller in his room. He does. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to help to everyone else, but I have to show you my setup. It's pretty pretty nice. I always think he looks good. I mean, yeah. I thought you were rubbing your nipple for a second. Oh, you are. Oh, we are. I I wasn't. (laughs) But now we are. there. It's okay. progressed yeah. that far. Yeah. I'm going to turn your camera off oh for you. Oh, my. I don't see you rub your nipples. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. God. None of We're this derailed. is usable, guys. What else should we guys, should we talk about? So, uh, Mrs. Hyven did her first lash wish. She did not completely finish it um, due no. to just horrible headaches, horrible headaches. body aches. Hyven came out while we were playing and I was like crying and he was like, what is going on? And I was like, I'm in so much pain, but I don't want to let everyone down by leaving. We are at Riven and we just need a little bit more damage to beat, him, beat her. And so she got all the way to Riven. Um, she bounced out and Elemist was wonderful enough to fill in because um, other than me, there was only one other person there who had ever done it. So we had, yeah. well, we had four newbies. And Elemist came in, and we still had three. So they're Elemist not newbies felt, anymore. Yeah, we successfully uh, went through. Shout out to early shout out to Elsie. Uh, the funniest part was I was like, guys, it's all stereo. I said it's all no. I said it's all speculation. When you get to choose your chest for Riven, I said, but this chest right here is where I've always got it. And Elsie was like, I'm gonna trust you, Hyven. And sure enough. He was the only one in the group. Well, actually, I got another one, but who needed it, who got Thousand Voices, and it was hilarious because he freaked out after buying and grabbing the chest that I kind of was just jokingly telling him to go to. So, And then, of course, shout out to Elemist because Mr. Rivensbane in here came in, <laughs> fit in like a good, like just like a puzzle piece to try to help us get a strat. The strat was not working yeah, perfectly for everyone because we were just a, we just need a little bit of DBS here or there, and we tried a better strategy that he recommended that worked. Which out apparently for us, so. is cutting her toenails. There's a lot of different ways to take out Riven, to be honest. Let's also His real quick funny. shout out Elemis because <laughs> he has decided we need to stream Human Fall Flat so much that he just bought it for Orchid and sent it to her. I would have bought it for YouTube, but you already have it in your I'm library. I'm like throwing hearts everywhere and being like, yay! And Mrs. So Mrs. Hyven's looking at me. She's like, what is going on with me? Like, Why are we celebrating? I'm like checking my phone, checking the show notes. I'm like, did somebody type something in that I'm missing? Like, I was like, no, it just like popped up in the corner of my screen. And I'm like, oh. It's, it's amazing. It's One time, Alan was having to go to the bathroom and we were running a specific oh, that was... map. So like, we guys, dragged him all drag the way him. through the level. I'm just going to drag him. And I just like, you just like grab him by their head and just like drag their It's like crash <laughs> test dummies. So everything's just so wobbly and it's like a physics based oh game. So it's yeah. pretty fun. And, and like hilarious. you said, Flamin was like trying to drown everyone because Flamin found out there was like an achievement for drowning. So Accidentally. He's like, everybody drown with me. Yeah. 
It's a blast. It, was it great. is. Yes, no, that's this is why be you fun. drowned me um, so many times. We have another note here. Orchid, are you still dying? <clears throat> no. I'm well, I'm on a lot of medication right now. Score and a lot drugs. of caffeine. But I do feel like so much Ooh. better than I was. Good. Awesome. So, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm eating real food again. And I'm like <laughs> So can cheese. actually sleep. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, you heard it here, guys. He just said that was real food. I made a lot of grilled all. cheese sandwiches when I was sick, so I was still eating cheese. Sandwiches. So the cheese never ended. <laughs> Can we just talk about how this quarantine has made me fall back in love with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? <gasps> me too. Because we were like, let's just get stuff for peanut butter and jelly. That way, in case everyone goes insane and the restaurants bread. do close down, we have PB&J. Now, granted, since we've had grandma, my mother keeps sending us ridiculous amounts of funds to buy dinner every night. I mean, I'm not complaining. It's amazing. And it's not why we did it at all. But I am very thankful and blessed to have my mom, who is so generous and kind. So we haven't had PB&J in a while. Every night, my brother calls and we have to decide what we want to have for dinner because my mom's either given him or me money to get us all dinner. And, uh... It's been really nice. It's, it's also been, been nice. like a really nice Weird like new normal time. of like hanging out with my brother every wow. night. And it was so cute. My grandma asked him last week. She was like, did you used to come over here this much before I was here? And we were like, nope, this is all for you, grandma. All for you. But it's been amazing. <laughs> we watched the Jeopardy college tournament. We kept score twice. <laughs> it got intense. Got intense. <laughs> got intense. It was good. Sounds. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. But- yeah, I go back to work after my month off, and I don't know how to do it. There's also a lot of regulations that are basically going to make it hard for me to do my job. So I'm probably going to freak out and get fired, but we'll see. Um, yeah. I, they you won't changed get fired. all the. They changed we'll see. all the they rules claim that they're giving us verbal gone. warnings if we don't listen, and then eventually, like yeah. up to termination, yeah. they're. He gets we'll four like. A warning, a write-up, a write-up and suspension. Like, I'm not someone who's, like, saying that I don't think, like, I, anyone can get sick. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that, obviously, if we're going back in a job that requires multiple people to lift heavy objects, it's impossible yeah. to keep a six-foot distance unless you want me to break my back or drop something on myself. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and they want them to, like, have... wash their hands after yeah. being near anybody Which and wipe good. down everything. Yeah. And, like, while those are good precautions, mm-hmm. the type of place he works tends to want work done in a more timely manner than that's going to allow. And that's the problem. So it's really just, like, okay, Monday is going to be a day where he's going to see, like, do they understand that what they're asking us to do Takes is also time. going to change yeah. how we normally do things? And if they do and everyone's understanding of it, like it might function okay. But if they're expecting everyone to function pre-corona with these new regulations, that's where it's going to get difficult. Or could you get so that when your job expects? I mean, they're, they've been a great company. But, you know, it's one of those things when I'm cutting something difficult in the saw and just trying to make sure I don't break anything like on myself mm-hmm. or cut myself, the last thing I'm thinking about is what I am touching that's going to need to be cleaned later. So it's just going to be kind of weird to like work my normal job when, um, you know, I work in a trade and it's kind of hard to always be clean. But the benefit is I should be wearing a dust mask all the time. So I'll have Which my should be doing on. anyways. I should be doing that time. anyway. So I'll be following a good procedure yeah. there and breathing better. <laughs> My problem you is like- that like they changed all of these since I've been gone. So I've just been reading my email. Same. And we just yep. replaced um, the last person that left the lab right before Christmas. So now we're a full lab again. Hooray. That's, but two of them great. don't know how to do shit. It's about time. 
because I haven't yeah. been there to train them. So I don't know what the fuck they've been doing because I've gotten no emails on their testing. I've gotten nothing. So it'll be interesting when I go back to work. You're going to walk back in there and be like, And be like, hey, bitches. My and then lab. they're going to be like, hey, can you train this person? And be like, can you be within six feet of me? Because you can't see what I'm doing yeah, unless you're close part, to me. You know? So I can't train yeah, you on like the nuances of like so, Somebody give me a GoPro science. and you watch the stream, okay? I'll That's essentially like I am really close to doing that, to just like GoProing <laughs> my entire job. Like I'll stream it on Twitch. Like i'll make him subscribe so at least there's I get gonna be some like forever changes like my company was betting on like that small business loan that was given out and like oh, all yeah. the funds are gone and they didn't get it and which, so like i I'm understand how that would be beneficial to your company but i really don't see your company folding anytime soon because they've got several government fold, contracts but there might be a tight spot but you know this is no, this is sure. not like new information everyone's dealing with this but yeah for yeah. me well and i at least orchid Going back to work for both of us is going to be a new experience. Yeah, I still it's like have my the... company. I'm I'm really grateful to them. They had a board meeting a couple of weeks ago, and we weren't really sure what it was going to entail for all of us. We didn't know if everyone was getting pay cuts, if everyone was getting hour cuts, like what was going to happen to us. And you know, a lot of us were really like anxious about it um, because they were talking about needing to create a buffer, you know, if and when things start to get bad. Because while we haven't been hit super hard yet. Um, you know, the longer the courts are closed, the harder this is going to hit us. And, um, and so they had a meeting and what they actually ultimately decided was all four of the partners were going to take a 25% pay cut and all of the like other seven to 10 associates were taking a 10% pay cut. And us as staff, we weren't getting our cut, our pay cut at all. Um, so they were really trying to watch out and take care of the staff, um, particularly cool. some who live paycheck to paycheck. So, um, yeah, I mean, and it was really, really, I'm just, I'm so thankful, you know, cause I know for a while there, you know, like we only had my income. Thank goodness we had savings. Another coworker of mine, her husband's been laid off for a month and has only beginning unemployment. Um, and again, thank goodness they have savings, but you know, it's it's really difficult right now. So I was so thankful that our company was, you know, so considerate. And um, they've been so amazing just with everything. When my anxiety was really bad, I worked from home some. I brought Callie in some. And now with Grandma, you know, they've been so flexible with me and understanding, like, this is what you got to do for family. And family comes first. So I'm, like, really thankful for that. I'm also thankful that we all have our own individual space and we don't have to work next to people. So I don't have to, like... That's awesome. As often as Hyven's gonna have to. <laughs> yep, yep. But yeah, they want to do the yeah. same thing at my work. Like you have to clean off everything after you touch it. But I'm like, we work. We work in a pulp mill. It's gross. Pulp mills are fucking <laughs> gross. There's yeah. just like so, shit everywhere. There's things here. that they haven't cleaned in years. My I know that's what Hyven was saying. I mean, it's just we like... work with steel, aluminum, plastic. Mm -hmm. All different yeah. types of wood, mostly MDF mm -hmm. and like chemically kind of woods and stuff like yeah. that. So and, and we're in a big shop where just there's crevices that I don't think have seen the light of day in like 10 years. <laughs> I know. Not to mention My you office guys have that one like are... section of like yeah. hardware that everybody just goes yeah, we have, into and like to rummages get hardware, around. It's got to be like, communal yeah. for us to, yeah. to touch stuff. So it's going to be the same weird. Thing. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I right, work in my, my lab and office are above oh, the maintenance ahead. bay, yeah. so I see all of that. It's just, <laughs> yeah. You can look so, down upon the 
Mm-hmm. Real quick, I said something about your pulp mill yesterday, Orchid. I ordered three different things. Sorry. What am I hearing? Nothing. The TV. It's the sound. Sorry, I was really confused for a second there. Anyways, I ordered three things from Amazon. And as you can see behind me here, they came in three different packaging. And I was like, what the heck? And I was like, you know what? I don't feel bad anymore. The more I order from Amazon, the more Orchid can make toilet paper. So it's That's okay. I just got to recycle this. Pulp it it's up. Not the only- we don't just make toilet paper. Like we make corrugated cardboard. Right too. now you are. <laughs> right. I right love now, how she's all anybody delic- wants. She went, like I said, she went from like expert tree searcher to toilet paper maker. I still do tree search. That's <laughs> like still the thing I no. do. She's no. yeah. still doing other stuff. Just guys. make she the toilet paper. Tree search for toilet paper. <laughs> I do tree search. Yeah, <laughs> tree search for toilet paper. Talia agrees. She says, "Make the toilet paper." Gotta wipe your ass with aspen. Hey, I like it. All right. Well, that should finish our toggle. Twoggle. We've we've taken enough time. I know we had one other point here, but unless anyone wants to specifically talk about Guardian games, I think we can talk about them after they happen. Or do yep, we? I agree. Yeah, Cool. But yeah, Guardian games are happening. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and get into our topic now then. Brief intro into the topic. This is a story that details the lives of uh, the children of Crota after their father's demise and also the swarm, his, his lineage and a new group of, of, of siblings. Uh, this is obtained by finding collectibles on the moon and inside the Pit of Heresy dungeon. And for the three part, first three parts of the lore book, go back and listen to episodes 62 through 64. So, to get started, we will go ahead and read our first lore entry. All right, I am going to read... 8.10 VIII.X Apocrypha. Yeah, that works. All right. This also says entry eight is where Malkanth cuts Azavath for the plan. It'll become clear, but this kind of fits in the story. At a specific spot. I do believe that is a reference to entry eight on one of our past episodes. So if you're coming in now, you're going to be pretty confused. Correct. What's going on in the book. That's correct. That's why we listen to these things in order, people. All right. Whispers of Descent. Listen close, O sister of the song, O singer of despair, O bringer of death. Your song is not yet sung, your purpose yet seized. Are you violence? Are you death? Two of a kind, mothers of fear, yet not one and the same. One is promise, the other certainty. But promises can remain unfulfilled, making liars even of those with the purest intent. Why then be anything but certain? The first of the whispers caught Azavath's ear in the instant before her sister made the first cut. Even as her agony filled the chamber, the hushed words echoed in her mind. Your sister is cunning and pure in her sacrilege. She sees the sword logic as broken, and her sight is clear and true. But the path you carve is folly, 
You seek destruction of the weak, annihilation of the cowards who would claim the vacant throne. There are none so princely among you, no kings, no queens. And so you surrender yourself, a brave sacrifice meant to birth slaughter. What then, O Azabath, she of the orphan swarm, she of the broken choir? Your husk will be remanded to an existence of violence and nothing more. You give of yourself for a promise. Death shall follow, but only as collateral in the wake of the rage you and poor misguided Malkanth seek to unleash. And that, child, is all your brother has to offer, his rage. You see it is earned. You are not wrong. Poor foolish Akrazul, how long has he wallowed, lost to despair as the consequence of his own failings? Now, to sate his fury and see him whole of body and spirit, you would surrender what is yours, body, spirit, and worse, your precious gift, your song. So we talked in the last episode about how important that death song was, and we especially talked about um, when the first death song was sung. And so the fact that um, she's bringing up how precious this song is means that maybe not everyone can sing it, and it's actually a specialty. So the fact that she's giving up her body for Akrazul, um makes it, I don't know. A travesty. It is a travesty. It's a. It's a. This whisper is telling her it's a sacrifice that is not worth. Yeah, being and made. it doesn't. It honestly doesn't seem like it's worth it. Yeah. Because yeah, like telling her that she has a unique song. Because mm -hmm. I mean, we learned in these past cards that she is not just like following the other Death Singers. She's trying no. to like write her own song to get. She's, back yeah, to that she's composing one. her own music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like that she calls out that like you guys kind of got the sorry. There's this is a whisper that is being heard by um, Azaveth before she is basically killed before her body is hollowed out. So this whisper, I like how it says that her brother's rage is just that. It's it's powerful rage, but what is it ultimately going to do compared to this song? That has the power to, if done right, like break open worlds. Like that's that's crazy. And even calling out that the sword logic is kind of um at a point where, you know, something something different might have to take a part be be uh something else might take the position of that sword logic as the main logic, but basically just that it's a it's a waste malkanth has learned a lot of stuff but what she's trying to do in the long run is folly i don't remember yeah but the path you carve is folly i like the fact that whoever the speaker is which we will get into later it's kind of like the um, end of the conversation here yeah whoever the speaker is like i like the titles they 
that they gave Azavath. You know, she of the orphan swarm, she of the broken choir. Because it's pointing back to why Azavath is doing this. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I think that is a good point because to the sisters, she seems like the one who could give up the most. She doesn't know how to do this process. She doesn't she acknowledges she has rage and fury, but not enough to really just go out and take out these leaders who they don't um they don't that they don't like, but you know, she's thinking that she just has the least to lose. But in reality, this person is saying that your death song is not as incomplete as maybe you think it is, which is pretty interesting because we we've seen how powerful that can be in the past. Like we've we've experienced them in game. Yeah, we really have. Anyone have anything else? No, I'm gonna I, read I, this I next mean, this card one was here. Pretty straightforward, honestly. Yep. Yeah. All right, this is 9.10 Apocrypha. Entry 9.2 talks about the choir of death singers and the possession of Azavath, consequence of sin. You love your sisters, but only one offers love in return. Yet, you would allow poor sweet Azavath to give all of herself for you, to extinguish her essence that you might take her place but her essence is not the whole of it. What of her gift? The melody that echoes in her soul is a rare treasure. So few are as purely connected to the pain of our being as those worthy of the choir. Still, precious Azavath gives everything for you to be whole, trading her art for your rage. When rage is so easily born, so readily nurtured, so pathetically revered, but... Such is the depth of her caring, such is the folly of love, that we would surrender the best of our being, the entirety of our existence, to please those we cherish most. What then of the other, your wicked sister, Malkamp? Her fondness for you is tempered by ambition, by the stoic truth she finds in sword logic. She sees all, knows much, and wields secrets as weapons like few before her. That she herself holds you dear is a certainty you feel to your core. For she is, has always been, devout and true. She served the fallen prince faithfully, despite the questionable calling of your line. But her loyalties were of little consequence when the children of light cursed these halls and slaughtered their way to forbidden chambers, where they killed the son, tempted the father, and set in motion a war that would end a king's reign. But you know all of this, great and powerful Akrazul. Such histories are the framework for your rage. Such violent truths are marked upon your body, mind, and soul. Your severing is the culmination of a lifetime fighting to prove not just your own worth, but the worth of all bound to the tainted sect of your disgraced brood. I wonder, did Malkanth ever offer to restore your loving sister? Your body will rest hollow when your soul is freed. Why, then, must Azavath perish when a vessel of her own blood and bone sits idle? Because, angry, blind, sad Akrazul, your sister knows what you do not. You are a tool, a weapon, nothing more. 
your rage, your soul value. Azavath would have seen different. She would have smiled at your renewed pride once you were made whole in her flesh, but soon your anger would have been more than she could bear. And so there it is, the broken siblings binded by their sinful desires. One, Malkanth the liar, would see you sharpened and loosed upon those she deems weak, but at the cost of the only living creature you hold dear. The other, tender, loving Azabeth, would bind your fury with her love, making you lesser as she attempts to nurture your pain. Both are flawed. Both are unworthy as any. What then will you do? Once whole, will you remain a puppet to a would-be puppet master? Or would you take your sister's gift and become your final fleeting shape, rage unleashed and nothing more until all are dust? These words became a steady hum, picking at the back of Akrazul's mind. He did not hear them, but felt them. They etched a truth upon his being in the instant between Asavath's final scream and his own rending. All went dark and gray, and then he gasped anew, his first breath in his sister's shell. And through new eyes, he saw Malkanth smiling down on him and knew the whispers were not deceit, but a promise. The edge of his blade slid into Malkanth's sternum, a fatal wound deep and clean. Akrazul, now Azavath, would be no one's pawn. Her rage would be unfettered. The swarm would suffer. Then the wicked offspring of the light would, too, and any others who stood before her. The coming slaughter would end only in dust, hers or all others. So we've got somebody who's just whispering sweet nothings. <laughs> that That's what I was trying to... Yeah. Yeah. Almost like somebody's trying to play in the background. Yeah. That's not a thing that, like, the Hive do. They don't right. play in the background and whisper and there stuff. There are no tricksters in the Hive. Absolutely not. Of. None. No. No cunning individuals who would do something like pitting siblings against each other. Maybe the Witch Queen? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a theory. You know, but I mean, like, she gets blamed for everything, right? Like, it, it can't be her again. No. It can't possibly be her, because she's not a deus ex machina <laughs> that they use. Right. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, yeah, been, this is some fun stuff. Uh, it's pretty much what's just going on here is we, we heard some whispers into the first sibling, and now we have another one saying, hey, the sister that you love is, I love that. Like the sister that you love, which we don't think about in Hive, she's going to be murdered and her soul is going to disappear when, what about your body? Why can't you guys just swap? And it's like, well, it's because Malibu. your evil sister, um, Malakanth, just wants you as a tool to do her bidding. And then even goes and says, is, you're just going to be a tool. a tool. What good is going to come from this? You're going to kill all those people you don't like. And then what? You're just a pawn in a greater scheme. And I just love that because telling somebody they're a pawn fuels them up when they're just then becoming a pawn for someone else. So whether or not Malkanth had any actual plans for this, this little bit of a whisper 
convinced him right away. He wakes up and stabs her right through the chest in his new body. I mean, whenever I wake up in a new body, I definitely stab my sister. I mean, that's not actually that crazy. In the chest. I mean, there are some people new body, who you old wake body, up, you have stabby, to be stabby. Why not? I mean, hey, there's that's literally what you I do. Be careful Absolutely. Yeah. No, every time I, I wake up with so a new person, true. they get stabbed. I mean, Elmas, you got stabbed the first time. So, dude, no, our did first time you? sleeping in the same bed, I was uh, ready to punch Hyven because I was like, who the fuck is in my bed? Who the fuck is sleeping next to me? And then I was like, oh, wait, I got married. That's she my kicked husband. me hard in, my, in the <laughs> sleep sometimes. That's, that's just it. It's yeah. So terrifying. Well, you, there's some violent sleepers. So, I mean, this is this is to be expected, right? Also, one time, my best friend, I was waking her up when we were at a high school retreat, and she slapped me across the face. Well, at least she denied it you through the chest. for the rest of forever. But, like, no joke. I was like, Monica, it's time to get up. And she was like, Psh! I went back to sleep. <laughs> She's like, bitch, it's not time to wake up. Back I was like, well, fuck. At, at least she didn't stab you. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. Dick. You didn't get stabbed through. It's true. It's true. But yeah, that one. So I guess there's, I don't know, is there anything anyone wants to point out specifically? The lingo is really just kind of kind of there to gnaw away slightly at, I think, um, Akrazul and basically just kind of tell him he's just a pawn. He's not really worth anything. It's not going to be worth it. But, you know, if he took it into his own hands, maybe. And like, it's just kind of like he's got that rage. And when you kind of just poke at someone who's got all that anger, like, you can't do it. You're just another pawn. You're just another pawn. You keep trying to get out of this position and you're just getting yourself farther. It's what's their first reaction is, well, I'm going to do something unexpected that nobody control me. Nobody, you can't say anyone's controlling me. I'm going to do this myself. But this person who's whispering basically has convinced him that Malkanth is not to be trusted. And we see that he, he agrees. You could say it's sword logic implemented here but at the same time they're trying to go against sword logic so it's an interesting like you know trail to tread um and this whisperer is definitely playing them and it's and, just gonna and get worse and that's what i got from the huge paragraph of just whispering in you know yeah Akrizals. she was goading him yeah, yes, that's what word. it was. It's like yeah. it's the way that you would speak to someone when you're trying to get them to do something. You would goat them into doing it. Exactly. Yeah, because doesn't it say yeah he. It's not. It becomes not even a whisper, but a feeling he has. Mm-hmm. And she's just it's really like got down into the psyche. Didn't they say it was a scratching? Yeah, like wearing them down, like scratching at the mm-hmm. back of your head. Uh, heck, just the way it opened up. You know, you love your sisters, but only one offers love in return. Yet right. you would allow poor sweet Azavath to give all of herself for you, right? Like, even that's guilt. Like that's every emotion you could think of. Not even hive emotion are being thrown it's, out. It's it's literally just trying to pick at that person at any point it, that it's right. possible. Isn't that what they say? You throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening here. Yep. Yep. Well, what are the chances we've had two of the first three siblings getting whispers that the third one could have a whisper? 
What? No, no way. That's no, crazy that to play happen. all three of them that's against crazy. each other, right? That what? can't happen with, no. with. I mean, the hive don't have a trickster god. They There's no triads no. going around the hive. That never happened. There isn't. <laughs> What's happening here? Well, since we covered that, I'll be covering 9.10.1 Apocrypha. No gods, only devils. Malkanth feels herself slide free from her body. The exorcism is sudden and effortless. Then come the whispers. I stoked your brother's fire, riled him that he might strike. I needed only the wound to tear you, you free. The piercing of your heart will take some mending, but your vessel is fit for what is to come. I know this comes as a shock, but trust that my actions were such that you felt only the briefest pain as the edge broke through. And now this. Now, peace. I asked not for peace, O hidden sister of shapes. You know this voice? I know you have many. I have heard their faint temptations since I was a child. Never have I sought their counsel. You have asked for nothing. This is true. You sought only to take. You were a willful, treacherous thing. I quite like you. Make no mistake. I see no fault in your desires, nor the attempt to see them realized. Your only sin, in the eyes of those who matter, was that you were not yet positioned to achieve the full extent of of your potential. You saw a moment, and you moved to act, like countless others before you. But your action was not enough. Worse, it was limited in its view of the power hidden so plainly within your grasp. Akrazul is a force worthy of change. His fury will be of little consequence. Kill the ineffectual priests. Murder the daughters of a failed prince. Sully the sword logic and crown a new ruler. Still, the swarm will be nothing more than a faint flicker. When the time comes for the cosmos and all its intentions to be weighed and judged by those who sit on thrones beyond our imagination. You speak of unseen gods for whom I give no consideration. My path. The sacrifice made here will serve to carve my intentions upon concerns more immediate than those that await at the end of all things. Then we agree. My dismissal of the swarm's legacy is not a plea for you to consider gods wholly removed from the here and now. Quite the opposite. The dragon and the worm. The larva and the queen. The peasant and the god. So many deities, so many rules. There are endless myths etched into the plague called life. They are not hope or promise or power. They are exaggerations born of misunderstandings. Yet, they govern so much, your actions and mine, day to day, cycle to cycle evolution to evolution. 
always idols, to guide and punish and love and destroy. But are any true? Whom must we placate with worship and reverence, with offerings and sacrifice, with praise as armor for their frail egos? The truth is, dear child, there are no gods, only absolutes. Yet here we sit on the edge of of the greatest unmaking. Time is no longer time when the radiolaria dance upon history gone and yet to be. Space is no longer space when we have torn reality to carve out our own secret planes of being. Death is no longer death when the champions of the light rise and fall, never backing down never truly knowing defeat. All that remains is ignorance, the last absolute, the final unassailable truth. Time can be bent and broken, redirected to the whims of those with the knowledge and the will. Space can be shredded asunder, excavated to discover new and ancient realms not chained to understanding. Death can be ignored. Through impossible energies and advanced technologies, both physical and indistinguishable from magic. But ignorance is the unconquerable constant. One can learn more, but none can learn all. What then, when immortality and the totality of space and time can be joined to learn the last of the unknowns? When the final absolute fails, reality will shudder and blink, and a new absolute will emerge, an ending total and complete. You wish to see that end? I wish to ensure it does not come to pass. Will you take me with you? I had considered such a thing, but no, your purpose is served. How so? If I have failed. You have failed in furthering your own goals, poor thing. Not mine. Malkanth considers these words and is overcome with a sudden, final sense of dread as she feels her essence fade to nothingness. Her last thought is of her sister. So for me, this is kind of where everything comes together. You know, we've been dancing around it, we've been saying it, we've been joking about it, but here we kind of get all but confirmation that Sabathun is working. We have Hidden Sister of Shapes, um, even a, this, even Malkanth recognizes Sabathun as being her, her, you know, talking about multiple voices who are just always whispering in the background, even ones that she herself has heard. Um, so it's known... Savathun is known among the hive as that trickster god who, you know, is cunning. And basically, she's she's acknowledged. She's known. Um, and Malkanth kind of starts to realize that she has been played. A couple of the interesting things I want to point out as the fact that Malkanth and Savathun have apparently done some of the same research. 
with this full ritual, Malkanth is able to basically take one essence and put it in another body. However, Savathun, with one cut that she convinced um, Akrazol to make, she's able to pull that essence out like that. So we see basically that's that's what you have when you have like an amateur versus a professional. That's kind of how it yeah. looks to me. She comes out there and says, I didn't even have to do this from afar. I can just pull your essence out, have a conversation with you, do what I need to do. Um, your work was great. I've been watching you, but what you are doing is on a small scale and I need to think of the bigger picture. You know, she straight up says that what you are doing is to try to overthrow some what you view as false leadership as the swarm, you know, referring to Oryx and Crota's like brood. But Sabathun is straight up saying that I am not worried about that because when the final battle comes, that the swarm is not going to matter. You know, and, and that's at that part where Malkanth is like, you know what? I don't think about that stuff. I am worried about the here and now. I am worried about us. And she says, you know, I don't believe in thinking about all those gods. And I thought it was just very interesting that basically Sabathun says that there are no constants. The Vex destroy time. Uh, the hive take care of space. Guardians take care of death. Nothing's constant. There's so many different deities and gods, but that it's quite interesting to me that she talks about the only thing is basically an ending that is total and complete. And then we have that classic thing getting to that final shape. We have Callus saying he just wants to see it. He doesn't care if he is that. He just wants to see it. I just found it very interesting yeah. when Malkant says, you wish to see the end? Sabathun's response is, I wish to ensure it does not come to pass. Right? Like that... That sounds I, so I, different than what we always assume the hive are working towards. We always well, just and, get and, final shape, final shape, final shape. Now, now, here's the thing for me. Like, I don't know if she's just flat out lying because it is the Witch Queen. But wouldn't it be interesting if she actually allied with us? Or at least has a different plan where she takes out. Orchid, I see you going. Let me get some of those thoughts. So, I mean, what if the entire time we we thought they were always working towards the darkness? Because they, like, they had the deep. They had their own thing. What if they were always weren't against the darkness the entire time? This is like full spin foil, but yeah, no, like, like yeah, it, 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 it really up... could be that they I mean they said that we would team up with an unlikely ally. Like how fucking unlikely is teaming up with like the witch queen? Yeah, I mean, but that's why this right. I love so much because it, it does <laughs> take us into in a couple of weeks when we do unveiling. And we start blurring those lines of good and evil. And mm -hmm. we always thought as like the hive linked with like the pyramid ships and with the darkness. But Sabathun's been gone for so long that might like the worm gods might have been linked to them. But I mean, we have characters like Oryx who says, you're not my gods. I can kill you and take your power. People like yeah. Sabathun are saying, I want to do my own thing. You know, for all we know, I mean, people have speculated what that extra rule we'll get into it with unveiling is. But, like, who's to say that Sabathun and the Hive aren't playing a part as being that unique situation? Or at least maybe I should say, not that they are. They might be trying to attain that final shape. But who's to say everyone in the Hive are? You know, that was, we saw Crota's rule. We haven't seen Sabathun. So what her actual yeah. goal is, 
is very interesting. And the only thing I wanted to comment on Elements is you're talking about it's Sabathun. How can we trust anything? It really comes from, I guess, where we get this book. If this is a book kind of like Books of Sorrow, or if this is more of just we are kind of breaking the fourth wall to see a conversation. Because to me, at this point, right. as we see, Malkanth goes into non-existence. There's nothing to be lost by telling her anything. To right. me, this is like the villain, basically, or someone when you're trumped, like there's a competition. When you lose, your grader says, hey... You did a fine job. Thanks for being a stepping stone for me to get to this victory. I will give you the decency of acknowledging what you were trying to do. Unfortunately, though, our goals do not align. I have used you up till now. Goodbye. I mean, it goes going as far as she said, I thought about taking you. You are an interesting ally. But what I really want is something else. And that's when Malkanth realized her sister. We go back to that other whisper. Sabathun is actually interested in this song, which is very interesting because up till now, the death song has always kind of just been a tool used as a weapon by various hive. It's in, in my knowledge, and I guess my opinion has never been like the sole focus of specific power. You know, we hear a lot about sword logic. We don't hear as much about like death song all the time from the hive so i just find it very interesting right um and malkanth even her last dying thought is worry for her sister because she acknowledges she might not have succeeded but she's at least not going to have to deal with sabathun basically twisting her motives and turning her into another puppet which she is worried is what is going to happen to azabeth and that's kind of how i got it it's really weird. This is like the closest, like the most we've ever seen into Sabathun's mind. And that can get a little, uh, those are some, some tough waters to tread. I'm, I'm still going off the idea that like, they might not be allies of the traveler, but what if they are going to ally with us to stop the pyramid ships? Like that's going to bring a whole new dynamic to the game. Yeah, I mean, for, for all it is, is, you know what, that total ending that they are trying to achieve, I want that to not exist because Sabathun maybe realizes that she cannot be the final shape, but she wants to exist. I mean, it could be selfish. You know, we have no idea what Sabathun's motive well, are. It would be crazy if she allies up with us genuinely, but she might just use us in the same way she used someone like Riven in order to further her goal. And 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 that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. what if... She really does want to that, you know, what if she wants to be that final shape, but she realizes she needs to use us in order to defeat the pyramid ships. That's a good point. Yeah. In the same way she watched her brother take out one of their hive gods to learn. Exactly. I was totally the thinking the same thing. Look, that is, that goes back to the old school, like sibling rivalry, rivalry where they keep just trying to one up the other. Mm-hmm. Like Sabathun I mean, says, if you had a bunch a of siblings that had power, you would do that. Yeah, like, I agree. Because you have to grab that power when you can. And we know with sword logic, you have to kill the person with more power to get their power. So, mm-hmm. And with Sabathun yeah. being the cunning one, she has other people doing her killing to, mm-hmm. to get that power. It might to be kind of her. part of... Yeah. She might not have minded that uh, the Guardians took out Oryx. And this is why I, I love this book does, so much honestly. because this is like one of the first times we see like a direct influence yeah. on something since like, I mean, we know that she worked in like 
the whole Dreaming City stuff. But right. like we're getting full on references to her having conversation and like stealing people's bodies and stuff right now. Well, and like all the Dreaming City stuff was like it, someone it was did my work of, for me. Yeah. Well, and and like all the references to her herself were always in truth to power, which isn't reliable. Yeah. That's true. And via different other characters that were in the Dreaming City, like Dueling Karu, the daughter of Yeah. You know. So like That's right. We haven't got a lot of direct quotes and conversations this, from her. This is is one of the first actually it's not one of the first, but it is This is this is probably the first reliable yes. example of her actually like speaking. Yes. Other than but possibly the books of sorrow when she said these books are full of lies, everything is and crown of sorrow. Yeah, third party but that she's handed to us, or like truth to power, which we're not even sure who that was. I mean, my my thing is how can we even trust this though, because we don't. Yeah. And that's is it my like Chronicon? I mean, is it just like a bunch of bullshit? We don't know. And that's why to right. me, this is kind of like one of the stories that is kind of more, instead of like the Books of Sorrow that are like these tablets that we kind of found in game and we read over, mm -hmm. this is more like to me like one of the stories, like when we just did um, The Last Days on like Kraken Mare, Kraken where Mare. we just get the mm -hmm. behind the scenes look of what is happening. And so I'm right. wondering, is this like that fourth wall breaking, like us lore nerds reading a story? Whereas, like, mm -hmm. in-game, this this is something that happened only for the Hive. Like, the Guardians never received it. Whereas the Books of Sorrow were manuscripts that we were supposedly, you know, like, had in our hand kind of thing. And I don't know if there's right. confirmation on, I think, I mean, maybe someone else who's done a little bit more research knows that. But I personally don't know, like, what merit we're supposed to place on these. If this is, like, fourth wall breaking or if this is, like, in-game conversation. I don't believe it is. Um, they kind of do. I mean, you know, Bungie does both. I think you can kind of interpret. It, it comes back to our individual biases. Yeah, how we feel about it. That it that really is like what it comes down to because, go. like, if since we have nothing to really base if it's true or not, like, do we ourselves believe it's true? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good kinda point. Want to hope that it is. Yeah. I want to hope it is too because, like Hyven said, it's the first like real example of Savathun speaking. I mean, the Witch Queen. Yeah, and I <laughs> guess one of the other points is like when we read um, "Truth to Power," it is someone who's talking to us like as a guardian. Whereas this, they're never acknowledging the reader. The conversations are always between like two people, for example, or somebody's personal thoughts. Whereas some of the stories that are supposed to be um, like in game, they're sometimes referred to the reader. Like Books of Sorrow is like, you know, whoever's reading this, here's information. Whereas you read like the Dwindler's Ridge saga, it's just, you know, that also is, is written down. It's like, let me tell you a story to the best of my ability. This is more of a, here is a look into the conversations from some people. So that's why I and, put a little bit more then, merit, but it's still biased. It's still biased. And even then, like, it's conversation between Hive and Hive, mm -hmm. whereas some other conversations that we've come up with 
like Dwindler's Ridge, you know, it was always two opposing forces. Yeah, and it was someone's viewpoint of a story. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think it is, there's at least some, like, this conversation, I would say, we might not know what, like, something was going for. But we do at least know that as we continue on, that this body swapping, like, it happened. Um, you know, for an example, we know Zolmak existed. We can actually go in the pit and and we kill him, you which go goes along him. into as we finish this book, this episode, we're going to see how that was possible. So it is somewhat like a factual story. Yeah, and that's pretty much all I got. And I think that's a kind of a good conversation, though, because it, it really is when we're looking at the lore, a lot of it is just bias. And there are opinions, and we try to dissect it as far as we can, but. Yeah. Does anyone else have any thoughts, theories, or anything they want to add? No, I was going to say that um, the way that you described how, like, who the speaker is in the story, or, like, the point of view of the story, um, it is like, it's like we're watching a movie, kind of. Yeah. Is how this is, and a lot yeah. of most books aren't like that, because they're usually speaking to the person who's reading it, yeah. or it's very obvious like who the two speakers are, and I, it's it's weird seeing it from like a very like third party neutral standpoint. Yeah, right. Because it's all it's all talking. There's no like feeling behind it. It's like, like a it's true all story. Like, one, like you're reading it's, an adventure yeah, it's, book. Yeah, it's it's one long line of dialogue. It's not. Like, yeah, we get, like, a little bit here and there, like, oh, well, actually, no, in this last one, it was all just speaking, wasn't it? Yeah, like, this book, you could you could act Mostly. out most of it. Like, somebody Mostly, could make, yeah. like, this, you could machinima, like, this whole thing, you know? Like, this is, like, full-on, like, you could act this thing out, and you almost mm -hmm. have a script written for you kind of conversation. Yeah, you really do. And it's, I think that makes it more powerful because, like, it's that vivid when you read it. Yeah. All right. That is, yeah, that's a great example of it. All right. Well, shall I move on to our next Apocrypha card? Spoiler alert. They're all Apocrypha. They just got weird numbers. Yeah. All right. Nine point ten point two, Apocrypha. Thy sh song shall become death. Breathe. Through new lungs and consider. Your sister birthed her own in, which was sired by her wicked ambitions, to subvert the logic and to raise the remainder of the house of Crota, the line of Oryx, that the swarm might find a path beyond the impossible, beyond ascension. As always, across time and space, there was a flaw in her grand design. As with Oryx, as with Crota, as with the whole of existence, whenever one seeks to challenge their station. You, sweetest Azavath, were that flaw. Your sister never fully considered the connection between yourself and your brother, never fully considered the blinding hate of his rage, nor how it would manifest in the first moments of its new life. And that rage? It has betrayed you as well. The faith you placed in Akrazol, that, once given a new form in your old skin, 
he would find purpose beyond his fury, was thrown away the instant he was reborn, and his blade in your hand punctured Malkant's heart. The wound still aches. Can you feel it? Yet the heart still beats. Weaker now, but it will heal, if you allow it. Azaveth rises, unsure, confused. The room is familiar, but she is alone beyond the words scratching in the recesses of her subconscious. The floor is cold and harsh. She lifts herself as she gains focus. These eyes are not her own. This skin is familiar, but stolen. In a heap next to her is the husk that was her brother. And she remembers her final moments. The inquisition that tore her soul free from its physical cage. The purpose of such a horrid ceremony. Why have I returned? She ponders to no one but the unseen whispers. To see the truth of your sin. Not in its blasphemy, but in its folly. More, to reconsider your gift and the worthiness of the songs you have yet to sing. Why am I cloaked in my sister's bone? Your brother's anger, the seething doom that had festered in him, has been unleashed, as planned, but it is beyond controlling. He hates all who are not you. He hates them for their failures, for their mockery, for creating a present that required your sacrifice to secure an unknown future. Where is he? The pit. Even now, he has gone to inflict his righteous judgment upon the swarm. He will kill them all. Or most. He is truly mighty. He is worthy. At one time, maybe. Now? He is not the answer you sought. And you have returned me because... The answer lies in you. My song. The choir. You would see it rebuilt? I would see its notes become death, final and true. Your inquisition showed you the promise of the melody's power. You are tied to its history. Your unmaking showed you all that hides within. You had to see to understand. You had to understand to act. You would have me end my brother? I would have you consider possibilities beyond your sister's manipulation and your brother's petulance. You are the prize. You are the key that will unlock a new chorus. I am incomplete. This maw is uncarved, untrained. The conductor will never accept Malkant. Even if the notes are the same, my pitch in this body will never join with the arias to create the notes you wish to conjure. Malkanth is dead. You are other. Azaveth is dead. You are other. Soon, Akrazel will be dead, and you will be other. You will be whole, the Aarim reborn. The first death? You know the legend. I do. Will you lead the choir? I will. Then gather them all from your old form and complete your rebirth. Become the first death and serve as a catalyst for that which one day 
may stand against oblivion. And for this honor, for all have you how you have done, what do you require in return? I seek no praise. I need only for your song to become that which I desire. A weapon and nothing more. Some good old hive manipulation up in there. Yeah, I love how she doesn't say that I whispered to your brother to have him kill his sister. His rage was so much, he just yeah, couldn't control himself when he woke up. He just he just killed I mean, her. You can't trust it. Some fucking trickery right there. Right? You know, some people just wake up from a near-death experience and just get all stabby-stabby. I don't and know. Didn't we or just he does. You wake we just up talked and, about yeah. that. You exactly. wake up and you stab a bitch. Yeah. Exactly. That's the first thing it that happens. happens. Yeah. Yes, I, I don't do. know why he did it, but it just happened. Unless they can sew, then you chain them to a table to make you masks. We've talked about this, people. <laughs> Good callback. Orchid has two options. Death or masks. There are no others. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but yeah, obviously, a lot of um, interesting things here. I think what I love the most about this last set of cards in this story is it's like, hey, you know this story we've been talking about and we've been working up to and all of these plans and stuff yeah well it's all shit now and there's just gonna be one yeah now you see if you had ended it it. you would have not known that all this extra body swapping was happening like this is where the craziness happens like the first bit of the story is like this is really cool now i know a little piece of information about a small group of hive and then you read this and you're like well damn the whole book is savathun yeah not yeah. only that, but like the small group of five, it's, it's just Sabathun and one other mm-hmm. person now. Everyone else yep. is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she basically says that you and your old form is dead. Your sister's now dead. Pretty soon, if you listen to me, your brother's going to be dead. You are now going to be reborn as like the only one. And that just is so fitting because that's kind of what the original siblings used to do you know you have oryx zivu mm-hmm. and you know like sabathun yeah. they would kill each other and try to to gain power and they always mm-hmm. wanted to be like the they wanted to trump each other and sabathun has literally found a way to combine like these three siblings into one entity which is yeah very into the perfect one that she wanted i also mm-hmm. kind of chuckled during the sentence um I would have you consider possibilities beyond your sister's manipulation and your brother's petulance. I was like, like, hey, that's my brother and sister. (laughs) That was your childhood. That means you have a beautiful singing voice this whole time. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I rock out pretty hard, but it sucks. So your singing voice brings death. Yeah. To your ears, sure. (laughs) Absolutely. I know I suck, but I enjoy thoroughly. Yeah. And so do the death singers. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Moana and I are going to bring death to your ears, motherfuckers. (laughs) No. I I just love that they, like, describe singing in, like, a literal sense. Like, she says that, like, how am I ever going to get into the chorus in this new body? Like, she literally talks about how I have, I have new lungs, new, like, windpipe, you know, new vocals. How is this going to work? And she was like, well, you're going to train. This is not the body I auditioned for American Idol on. They're never going to let me go yeah, to Hollywood This is not like the this. body I auditioned. That's like when you like, you know, you, you go, you're playing on someone oh, else's, man. someone else's house, like on a different controller with different settings or a different mouse and keyboard. And you're like, I don't mm. know these buttons. This is not my normal setup. Guys, 
My grandma's watching American Idol right now. That's why it's first and foremost in my oh. brain. <laughs> oh, but I love that she is, says she's watching something from like five weeks ago. But the best part is how she basically says, "Where is it?" Then gather the mall from your old form and complete your rebirth. She's literally saying, "Go take back your vocals." that your brother's has in your body which is quite interesting so now we're not just having frankensteining a high body yeah we're not even just having body swapping she's literally saying go back to your body get go harvest your own organs harvest your body fucking take what's yours is what she's saying she is man and we were talking about how like we weren't sure of this manipulation this is another card that makes me think that like we're seeing through because we see her manipulation but we know mm-hmm. it's manipulation as the reader because we happen to know that she she played Malkanth and Akrazul, and now she's telling the other sister that it was it, it just happened and she should make the best of it. And she's literally getting a follower in Azeva. And then of course she asks for nothing in return. Just sing. Just practice just your singing. Do. Of just, course just she doesn't ask for anything. Rock out with your cock out. That's why Sabathun's so good, though, what? because she's literally set it up in a way that as long as um, Azaveth just kind of does what she's been doing, her plan is going to be enacted. Like, she kept the one who wanted to pursue the original death song and the one who kind of had some promise, right? And Sabathun is basically just saying, I'm going to give you more power and strength to do that and just do what you were already doing. And I'm just going to kind of go do my own thing. And that's kind of genius. You do you, Bill. You do you. You guys ready for the last card? Yeah, I think so. Anyone have anything else to add? This is as just ready as I'm gonna be. The kind of this is like kind of the last explanation of her plan, and she has told her to go harvest her own maw. So she's going to go uh, get her get her maw back. I mean, the only thing I can think of at the very end of the card, though, is that um, you mentioned that we can see the manipulation, but we also have a lot of information that they don't Oh, have. yeah, yeah. So, like, we have all this background information that we've gotten from reading all these other things. So, like, I feel a little bit bad for her, actually, because, like, oh, we can see no it clearly, clue. and yeah. she has no clue what's happening. We're like, wait, like, stop. Yeah, she's literally like, Mrs. Oh, Hyven is dancing behind Hyven right now in, like, a shimmy yeah, shimmy, yeah. and it's really distracting. Uh, no I forgot this and yeah no you're you're exactly right like we have this background information but Sabathun has tricked her by pretty much just saying that your brother's love for you was just too strong that he couldn't stand your death and that he killed your sister and then his anger was too great and it makes it sound like nobody's fault it's nobody's fault, right. but you have to make the best out of this horrible situation. Hey, I said ready for the next card, and you guys said oh, yes. No, we didn't. You left before we could talk. No, you said yes. And one last thing, I just wanted to define, if you don't know what maul means, that is described as the jaws or throat of a voracious animal. Hive are pretty voracious. A gaping but, maw. But pretty much, she's going to get her throat. Because that's what it's you need like for my singing. mouth when there's cheese around. <laughs> a gaping maw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that was the only thing I, I wanted to make. Was... Sh- 
I thought it was more of just like an unhinged mouth. That's a maw. Anything. Like, it's like, basically you know. just jaws. It's your mouth. Your th- I become a cheese shark. <laughs> I figured snake. But the bunkers look like snakes when they open up their... Oh, they do. They do. All right. Uh, now I'm ready to move on. Yeah. All right. Alrighty. So, Acrofa... Apocrypha. Uh, that's what, like 11.10? XI point S. To forge an anvil. As above. The chaos rises from the pit. The self-made puppet masters clamor and flinch as Akrazul, cloaked in Azvath's bone, limb, flesh, and grace, ascends to greet them. The daughters move to escape before the gathered clergy can block their path. As they turn, a voice scrapes through Besurath's mind. As much as the gardener's children, those gathered near you, are your antithesis. They would see you cast out. They would put you in the lash. Should the moment come, they would turn your line to ash, end the blood of Crota, and reshape the swarm of their feeble, conniving image. Unless the daughters of the World Breaker show they are more than coddled heirs, unless the daughters of the Destroyer are willing to remove the cancer from their brood. The slaughter is set. Many will die by the hand of the enraged singer. Many could be most. If you are daring, if you are willing to harvest a future of your own making from those few precious moments, such as this, when opportunity is gifted by the actions of another, Basirith turns to her haired sisters, and the four slide blades across the throats of those who have stood in opposition to their rightful claim to their father's vacant throne. As below, Akrazul has lost himself and his new being. But here, as his sister Malkanth floats towards him, confusion takes hold. His sister is dead. By his own hand, his new hand. Through new eyes, he takes in all of her, the tattered elegance of her gown, the wound in her chest left by his blade. But he lingers on her eyes. There is a caring in them beyond any Malkanth has ever shown. Then the hushed voice returns, tearing into the corners of his being. See her for what she truly is. You were selfish in your quest for slaughter. Still, she forgives you. She simply asks that you afford her the same courtesy. A lullaby hits the ear of Akrazul, who is now Azavath. As it shatters his essence, a tear... Sorry, I couldn't tell if that was tear or tear from context reading through. As it shatters his essence, a tear crusts and clumps in the corner of his eye. It felt good to let loose his wrath, but standing on the pile of his broken adversaries, he feels only relief and love, and then he is gone. As below, 
His defeat was swift and anguished. Zolmak, the conquering champion, was certain he would stand victorious and earn the right to be crowned the swarm's new prince, if not in blood, then in title. But none had counted on Azavath and the full force of her true, brutal nature. As the singer's twin blades massacre all who dared enter the pit, the gasps from the congregation echo off the darkened edges of the sheer cliffs, as if the ancient rock were cheering the relentless carnage. As the bodies pile up one on top of another, there comes a calling only Zolmak can hear. This is your end, champion. But it needn't be. Give yourself to me, and I will see that you are made whole again. Zolmak screams defiant. I could take you and rend you over centuries and dark places where every moment is an eternity, and all eternity is a fresh new hell born with each new scream. But I would prefer to see you rise once more. Let go and be freed. Let go and be transformed, that your rage might dwarf even that of the strange witch who cut you down. Let go and become a true and mighty weapon capable of extinguishing light. Zolmak's scream fades from his broken body, and were anyone paying attention, they would see a slight flicker as the almost champion's essence is torn from this plane and secreted into another as above. The daughters have made their cuts and are moving to flee when Hash Ledoon feels the need to gaze once more into the pit. Seek to uncover all you can from nightmares. A whisper came to her ear. Are they power or are they a curse? Seek your forebearers in those ethereal shapes. For while I could tell you such a path leads to disappointment, you must see for yourselves. Such is the need of daughters desperate to impress their fathers. But do not lose yourself to despair when you discover Crota and Oryx are truly gone, O oh, poor lost child. For on the far end of that truth is another. It is time you and your siblings stood on your own. The swarm, the hive, need no prince, no king. They need strength. Be that strength. Rise, the crimson spire. Signal your coming. Challenge the light. And when the heroes come to condemn your proclamation of sovereignty and conquest, I offer this gift. The essence of your fallen champion. I know you question my motives, but we are sisters of a kind and bound by blood and this gift will be one of many. Use it. Birth a ravager to protect all you hope to build. What of the treacherous witch below? She and her siblings cost us much with their sinful games. That which in all her forms is the patron saint of both your gifts. Her actions freed mighty Zolmak, that he might be remade and bound to your will. And the second offering? The choir of the death song will rise from the failures of the pit. Failures made possible by the siblings' ambitions. Ambitions that have granted you a champion and the choir. Do with them all your fathers could not. 
and then all is silent. As beyond. Somewhere in the shadowed realm, the Whisper Queen smiles as she ponders death. She has gifted the swarm a weapon of beautiful, perfect destruction and a mighty champion. The means to move beyond their pathetic adherence to a sword logic beyond their grasp. The daughters will see these gifts as a boon, a rising tide to lift the swarm and challenge the light. But a grander design is at play. The bloodline of Oryx has run its course. The luminous conquerors will come once more. They, the bringers of death, and the final desperate gasp of a dead king's legacy will serve as an anvil upon which a new sword will be hammered, strengthened, and forged for wars yet to come. The purest extension of the logic's intent. So, as you may have noticed, this entry actually has two as above and two as below. And a beyond. Yeah, it's freaking long, man. <laughs> it's really long. Good I'm job reading, that though. You read the whole thing. We didn't cut it into part. Thank you. Did a fantastic yeah, job. Was... It was good. I honestly had to not laugh at the end, though, when the witch queen starts smiling. Oh, the, the, the as beyond. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. would smile if I was her. That manipulation was, like, on point. Right. But, like, that specific section, you know, somewhere in a shadowed realm. So, like, she's off in her own little part of the universe she wasn't there for any of this her power is so strong she did all this crap remotely right now that's working from home that's freaking vpn she man. is social distancing at its best <laughs> um but like the the big thing for me was the fact that uh where is it ah the means to move beyond their pathetic adherence to a sword logic beyond their grasp. So even even the Whisper Queen, I actually like that one. Um, even the Whisper Queen <laughs> is talking about moving past the sword logic. She does, but which, she also talks about forming sword logic to its purest extent. Yeah. So it's like her my, view of it. My guess is right. She's got her own interpretation of it. Yeah. So I just uh, figured then, we could just run through. I don't know. Maybe easier just to run through all these sections real quick, just to go over them. Yeah. If anyone doesn't exactly quite. This is kind of, you know to put all the pieces together. And yeah. We, so we have the first as above. Um. And so this is refer. I was. Just, this refers to remember when the sisters claimed it was their idea to end the in the chaos to start killing all of their basically competitors. But one of the sisters, of Coda's daughters, gets a little whisper that she's fed the idea, um, which is very interesting. 
Uh, I don't really have too much to talk about for that one. That's basically just her convincing Crota's daughters to kill all their competition. I don't know if anyone else has anyone on that one. The only thing I want to point out is um, they actually mentioned the gardener in here. Yeah. And they mentioned Yeah, that, they did. And they mentioned they? that. I read that know, and somehow I missed it. Yeah, we're yeah. as much as the gardener's children, those gathered mm-hmm. near you are your antithesis. Yeah, we're literally called the ex- opposite. Mm-hmm. So of her, we, it like this is I I'm reading a little t- into this. They're calling guardians, the gardener's children. I agree. To traveler, the gardener. Uh, or. We'll get the traveler is an agent of the garden. Yeah, I would say the traveler is evil. Well, it's all that matters. I will say one of the words that has gone I around know, a lot is it's the evil. avatar of the gardener. And the pyramid ships. Gardener's could be the just av- balls. Why is destiny just balls? There's also triangles, pyramids, but it's mostly balls. It's a lot of balls. There's so many balls in this game. A lot of balls. It's all. I feel the balls. like every activity we do, they're like, don't forget to grab your balls. Last it's wish. all balls. Okay, but let's just be honest. Oh, wait, try I put on my ball making Try throwing outfit. a square yeah. through the air. It just doesn't work as well. Sports are founded on Triangle balls, Triangle would guys. work well. Sports are founded on balls. That's the quote of the day. <laughs> <laughs> balls make the Hiding world go tips. round, or at least destiny, that is. All right. Yeah, I don't know. But no, that. in all seriousness, that's a really good point, though. We kind of have confirmation, at least in Sabathun's mind, that the gardener's children, I mean, she refers to the guardians as the gardener's children. Yeah. Uh, so what about the as below? We have basically, so this is where I had I made a note in last episode. Go back. This is when we didn't know that there was all, all this body swapping except for the original one. Um, Acrazul and Azaveth's body looks back and sees his sister, who we think is Malkanth, but it says that when she starts singing, the voice is familiar, yet strange, other. Malkanth sings a familiar song in an unfamiliar pitch. Azaveth's eyes widen with recognition. She tries to speak, but cannot, her voice having been shredded in her unmaking. So that literally played into what we saw here. Azaveth claimed that Malkanth's body body was not going to be perfect at the time and so that is when Akrazul and Azavas body it kind of clicks um but he's literally like convinced because of his love that is kind of the rough part he like loves Azavas so much it's quoted all the time um Savathun uses it against him to kill Malkanth he uses it against Azavath to talk about why he um Akrazul couldn't control himself And then she literally uses this as like love for your sister. Go down there and hear what has to say. So like this poor guy kind of, I feel, got the shortest end of the straw. He was totally used as a pawn by everyone. Literally just to to kill some individuals. To get get Zolmec, which we got down. And then so this is, yeah, this was Azaveth going up and getting her maul back. We even have a tear cresting up in the corner of his eye. Hive don't cry, guys. This is sad. They do cry. They apparently do. <laughs> they cry death. 
but I do so acknowledge though that as like a warrior who kind of just was kind of pissed basically that he had been maimed and he was not full, he kind of got his last hurrah and it was like he realized maybe not exactly what happened, but that was his sister still alive and that he had played his part because as he dies, he feels only relief and love and then he is gone. So while he was definitely played, if you like the character, it's one of those things where he kind of had a fitting end for his personality. You know, they say, go out doing what you love. And for him, it was seeking that revenge and still having the joy that his sister went on to continue life in some weird, sick way. It's sweet for a hive story. That's all I'm saying. It is. This is what's going to be on Hive Hallmark. Exactly. This story. This is what they watch at Hive Christmas. <laughs> and then the next below is Zolmak. So this is interesting. The Zolmak we fight in the pit is not exactly the same Zolmak that is in the books. That Zolmak is killed. Once again, Savathun pulls out his soul. And I thought this one was interesting because we saw Malkanth was not able to hold Azabeth's soul. We know that Savathun was able to catch it when it disappeared and Malkanth was released. But she literally like takes this being, this essence, and as we continue on, she gifts it to Hashladun, which is very interesting. Basically, as a new champion of sorts. Um, yeah. I think that one's fairly straightforward. Does anyone want to comment on the Zolmax portion? I think that plays right into the next. It was it was straightforward. Yeah. And this is where I think some of the speculation can happen. This is when, once again, she also whispers to Hashladun and basically says, I am giving you two gifts. One is Zolmak. And one, this individual who caused all this destruction, she is going to lead this choir. This death song is going to come back. And so my question is, she acts as, I mean, she literally plays the family card to Hashladun. Savathun says we're sisters of a sort, and she makes it sound like they're tying together. She gives Hashladun this gift, um, but she basically says the swarm is gone. Rise the Crimson Spire, which in game we fight her at the top of the spire. Uh, but my yep. question is, was Savathun just using her? Did we just kill Hashladun as some ploy? Like, what was that? How did what was Zolmak doing in the pit when we kill him? What play part did he I'm, really play? Because yeah. when I first I was it just a play that they set up for us? Because obviously he was already dead. Yeah, and that's when we my came thing. Into the pit. So, like, are we feeding like yeah. Savathun at this point? That's because exactly. we're just killing the same like puppet over and over again. Yeah, and that's my thing. Like, what exactly? What was Zav What was Savathun getting out of this? But also, what did Hash Ladoon get out of this? Like, was she just kind of, was that it? I mean, she was very insignificant in the grand grand story. But like, what happened yeah, between Browns the part where Savathun gave her these resources and we kill her at the tower? But with all this body snatching, could Savathun have taken her too? Like, it's craziness. Well, I mean, it, it was so insignificant to the story, at least like when we played it. It's like, oh, go, go kill Hash Browns over here. All right. I mean... It's like the longest strike forever. It takes like 9,000 years to finish. But <laughs> even more than Medea's. It totally does. It's, oh my God, it's longer than Medea's, <laughs> I swear. 
Yeah. Sad thing is, he is Labor like, Day garage it's sale. not that much forever, longer. But, uh, it take it feels like it takes forever. It's all the running. Why it feels like it is. And then, yeah, and I guess that goes into the finally the as beyond because we do know this is Sabathun. It does say that she says the daughters will see these as gifts, but a grander design is at play. I'm just curious, what was giving Zolmak to Hashladun and informing Hashladun of this plan? What did that do? Is this just a grander scheme for her whole murder battery kind of concept where she is just getting power from Zolmak because of and hash Ladoon. and that is really kind of just where i was just thinking wonder if anyone had any ideas for speculation clearly she says oryx's course oryx's bloodlines run its course she's not really investing in them but she's using them for something and it was it's been mostly clear up till this point we know what azaveth is supposed to do perfect a death song but i just didn't quite see how hash Ladoon and zolmak really played in and i guess i should probably focus a little bit more on what the actual lore is of the pit i basically basically just kind of run it and kill the guy but i wasn't sure if you guys had any any thoughts or any insight well or if there is any significance i i don't think there is because if you look at the actual timeline of when things were released we killed hash brown and then we went to go kill Zima. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we haven't killed the other. Do we kill the other, all the sisters of Hashladoon? I the other daughters. I thought I we are did. Are those the two that are floating before we kill Hash Browns? I think we killed right them when at we get some up there point. at the They're end. Just not like full on strike. No, uh, I, I. Well, there's two witches it's... when we get up there that are like floating, and then hash browns come. So question. are those the? They're not. Named. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could I pull no up idea. Ishtar. They have like transcripts from all that stuff. But yeah, I, I'm. Yeah. I think, I think we it's killed from them the Deathbringer uh, quest for the rocket launcher. Yes, you might be right. I think we see the other sisters in that. Yeah. Anyway, that so that's the craziness with that. I don't exactly know if Hashloon played any part. I'm just curious why Sabathun needed to make her feel like she played a part. She clearly Sabathun doesn't do anything to make people feel better. There was some purpose. And I wonder if it was literally just to keep Oryx's bloodline from ever rising up again. Basically just giving them a little bit of chaos. Or maybe it was just well, an, an area for them to build up a little bit of dissension to give her a little bit more time for whatever her plan is. I mean, we've we spent how long doing Shadow Keep? Like that was a big so time. I've suck got for us. two different I- ideas. What if what if this was Savathun trying to feed her worm with? oryx's brood that's what i was wondering the, the whole murder like battery she's tricking hash Ladoon into thinking oh you have these awesome things here but zolmax mine i'm already done with them so pff, here you go could be it just it could be just simply for time or strength and what if it really is to end oryx's line yeah I know. like at that point 
Uh, yeah, because like even myself, you know, there's always been those theories that Oryx wasn't completely dead. Like that's his worm on Titan. I, I, I'm sure we've all heard some of that speculation. But like this is Savathun kind of basically states that Oryx is dead. I mean, this is not exactly like Bungie yeah. saying that we're not going to see Oryx again. But this is, is close to like clarification that we get that like Oryx's saga is about to end. And based on kind of what's happening with the season, I think we're running right into the the era of Savathun. It's like we literally had the Oryx chapter. We're going to have the Savathun chapter. It'll be nice. It'll be, it'll be cool. Uh, the only thing I want to comment on is the last paragraph. The Luminous Conquerors will come once more. Is that Conquerors of the Luminous or these Conquerors are Luminous? Because Luminous Conquerors sounds kind of like Guardians. But when I think of who she's talking about, it sounds like she's talking about the Pyramid Ships. See, I'm thinking it's um, that it's the pyramid ships and not us. Yeah, that's what I think too. I just find it. But the fact that she calls them luminous, but we call them the darkness. So, what significance does that have? Because it's very much a polar opposite. Exactly. Well, like now, luminous is the actual yeah. opposite of darkness. Yep. Well, now, like, so she talked about luminous conquerors and like. I'm just thinking of that line from Zavala. You know, we're guardians. We are not conquerors. So I don't think she's talking about us. Yeah. And I think we're all but, in agreement there. Right. Now, I I think the word luminous there is more of just like the fact that the ships actually lit up. Like they weren't dormant. They actually had lights on them. Or it could be even to the fact that um, Luminous referring to the scale of light, as we've talked about before, that like the, the, the tra- let's say the Traveler and the Pyramid or the Darkness and the Light, like capital, are both different manifestations of the same form. You know, we can pick up orbs of light that just give us power. We talk about how light is in every single, single entity um, guardians are just made by ones that have some extra quality or a little bit more to spark. Um, could luminous just be the reference to that like spectrum of power? We call it dark, maybe just because it is our 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 bias, our viewpoint on it. But in reality, it is like yeah. the spectrum of light. You know, because because like as as Orchid said, like on the light spectrum, darkness is just the absence of light. Technically, darkness isn't a thing. It's just the absence of a thing. And so that's why I kind of view Luminous as maybe that that force. And it's just very interesting because that, once again, maybe not for everyone, but that might change your viewpoint on what you how you view light. If the pyramid ships are using light, they're not much different than us as Guardians at this point. We're just maybe fighting for a different now- cause. Now, what if they wait? Really... Are they talking about us when they say luminous conquerors? No, we, that's what we're talking about. We we don't think they are. We all think they're talking about the pyramid ships, especially when it continues yeah. on really? the bringers of death. Because I feel like we're the bringers of death to them. We killed Oryx. We killed um, Crota. You know, we're the one killing all of their people, and we're known as light bearers and luminous is the adjective is full of or shedding light bright or shining especially in the dark 
That is true. Right, yeah. I think my thought is, will come once more, they, the bringers of death. Um, I mean, we've already come. Yeah, we never several left. Several times. Again and again. Yeah. This, all over them. Did you miss that? It's you been a really that, busy existence for us. So we were saying, sorry, I guess it's. So the thing is, though, uh, it refers to them as will come once more. The Guardians never left. We've we've been here the whole time. We've been a thorn in the hive side consistently. And it's referring as someone who's coming back once again. And they're also referred to as the bringers of death, which in our eyes is the pyramid card? What's that? When did we get this card? When? And this is a Shadowkeep story from Shadowkeep. When we were literally what I'm saying, you know, like we were off the moon for a really long time. Like, yes, we were still a thorn in the hive. So well, we've been fighting them in the city. But they were not city. our primary. They have been. But they were not our like primary enemy this whole time. Like now, when Shadowkeep dropped, we became solely focused on the hive again. And not just the hive, but like in charge high level hive. Kind of. But I think, remember, this is at the viewpoint of Sabathun. And we have been fighting Sabathun specifically in um dreaming city that raid we just did that is all taken taken are not exactly hive but they are a form True. of that so no i mean and that's why it's an interesting question if they were talking about guardians it would be very simple i would think i think that they are not and that is why it is very interesting that they still use the words luminous conquerors now, like, if they were talking Wait, so about who guardians, do you think it is. Oh, did you miss? Th- we're, if it's not, the pyramid ships. Because remember, they how? just lit up and they're on their way. Did you? I think you missed the whole conversation so, we had because you were taking care of Grandma. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so I, I was listening got, for the repeat. Go, so I've got two let, things I'll here. Go first, and then I'll read. So explain. I, I've got a feeling that if they were talking about guardians, they would talk about the gardener's children again, or the children of light. That was referred to specifically earlier. But luminous conquerors. But wait, we t- I talked about that. Let him get a second now, point in. Now my second one. Okay, so that's I'm going back to luminous conquerors. What if instead of it talking about the, the actual ships lighting up, what if it's talking about like the path that they're trying to create? You know, it, more ideological than literal. Yeah, that could be it. There, we don't know what have the hive ships been here before though not hive sh- they're not, not hive, hive. Sorry, they're pyramids pyramid. yes sorry pyramid they came here when the collapse happened remember mara getting turned into and awoken that was the initial attack we got that confirmation yep. in shadow keep that the pyramid right. ships the pyramid ships came that's that is the you know the fall of um kraken mara the whole yang leeway all that stuff was the pyramid ships and then they were dormant for a while yeah and so i now, was I'm wondering oh go ahead now like we're gonna get to this more with with our unveiling unveiling episodes but like i wonder if if no i'll I'll save it for the unveiling episodes all right so yeah i i don't think that we know for sure what exactly is referred to as here but i think it's interesting that sabathun might not be on the side we think she might be you know it's just very interesting if she if the luminous conquerors are in fact the pyramid ship and she's wary of them it's kind of interesting we kind of thought she was a a minion of that or if she's talking about the guardians um you know what is us coming back once more maybe more powerful than ever maybe luminous could refer to the traveler being reborn again 
it is very interesting. I think time will tell. And I think we're starting to get into um, unveiling conversations. So and yeah. unless anyone has anything else to add to this book, I think we've covered it pretty thoroughly. Did you like it? I loved it. This is one of my favorites. How about you, Elemist? This last. What is this new question you have at the end I of like every it. episode? Oh, it's a good, it's a good point. <laughs> because I, I like want to know if it's you just liked so it. It's so funny. I just want to know if you liked it. Because you can like read lore and be like, not my favorite book. You know? I actually this really sorry. Almost I cut you off. You but... finish and then I'll tell you how oh, I feel. It's all good. Um, the last quarter of this actually made it for me. Doesn't it though? Without it, it's not that grand of a story until you get this last. Yeah. Bit. The last. I particularly bit. enjoyed it because a I like long in-depth cards like this that give us a really cool story it's like a real that story. like you can also find like attachments to it in game. You get a lot of story. You get a lot of characters. Like it's a really really good. You know like <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Dreaming City. Um, like that was just such a clusterfuck. Like it was okay, and you could pull things from the individual cards and themselves, but it wasn't like this really beautiful, elaborate, like flowing story. It like is a bit more was. complex one because you didn't play all that season to get that story. You have to get it from all over the place. Whereas this book was like it's like Shadow Cake, Shadow Keep in story form. So I think it was yeah. easier to tie <laughs> it all really... together. It was really pretty. But that's the other thing too. Like I think it's for me, it was really cool that like when we were doing this also happened to be the first time I did the pit. Like two weeks ago, we finished recording. I knew all about Zolmak, and then I went in and fought him. And so like that was really cool getting to like inter like twine them to each other. Um, but I also just really enjoyed all the characters, all the character development, all the twists and turns. I mean, this was a very good story that I enjoyed. And sometimes with the hive, things can be really confusing, but I actually feel like this one, the discussion was really good. Like we had a lot of discussion that also helped really fully explain it. And by the end of it, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I actually genuinely understood like what the fuck was going on. That's why I loved it because it took multiple times to read. You know, I had read it. This is like my fourth time reading through it when we did it for the show. So like, yeah. And when I first read it, it was confusing. And as you go through it, I think stories like that where as you can dig into them, they're not so complicated that everything's wild speculation, like truth to power kind of, but there's enough of a story to kind of carry you through, but you can still dig in a little deeper. So I loved it. What about you, Orchid? Did you like it? I did like it. And I liked it because it was much more poetic, I guess, than a lot of things we've read because it felt so much, it felt more intimate. Yeah, yeah. that's a good word. Than some other things that we've poetic. read before. It's weird that I'm putting hive and intimate in the same sentence. But poetic. it felt. But they are. They are pretty poetic. That is true. They got they a lot are. of songs and, and books. But and... I agree. This was a much more intimate hive story than we normally get. Yeah. Because we got to see this like very close family and mm-hmm. d- couple groupings of families. And um, I agree. There was I layers. Was, and I think. Yeah, this is and an I onion. do agree. I think that's why it was a really good hive story because you're right, it is intimate. And it was almost, mm-hmm. while it had similar hive feels, it was right. also at the same time um, different mm-hmm. in the sense of what we normally get from the hive. So, yeah, it, 
it was less sword logic and less i mean it was a ton of sword logic but it was less like <laughs> it, it was less um, it was less like slashy slashy murder and more like there was yeah, the funny of it but it was in depth break slashy, it down. Slashy yeah murder. the manipulation yeah. and like the logic yeah. of it all like mm-hmm. not just the sword yeah. logic but the actual logic it was like, like it was like a lot of more of like the mind games and less the like i need to kill this guy above me so then i can get his power and then kill this guy i mean that was in it but you yeah know what I mean. but it wasn't like the main focus there was so yeah no Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's because like with the apocrypha that was that was added that that's what kind of brought it all together i really think it is kind of i really do think we wouldn't be as interested if that was it elemis said i have ogres ogres are like onions onions have layers mine alone (laughs) we've come full circle all the way back to shrek everything leads to shrek it's never ogre. Oh my god, that was so bad. I took that from something. It's very disturbing. You never want to watch it, but so it's not bad. ogre. It's never ogre. Now, now going back, all these entries were listed as apocrypha. Yeah, that's an interesting. The point. actual definition for that is biblical or related writings not forming part of the accepted canon of scripture. Yeah, but you also need to remember that it depends on who's the one that's doing the accepting. Because in the Catholic Church, right. they still have the apocrypha. The the everyone else is like, no, it's bullshit. And Catholics are like, no, yeah. this is ours. This is our yep. shit right here. So, right, just because really you're that, reading like, it and it says apocrypha, it's it's like, really considered in in Catholicism. It's I went to Catholic Church and went to it's Catholic just weird. School. I'm yeah, dropping some I went shit to on right Baptist now. school and Baptist yeah. church growing up and all. Yeah, like, yeah. Not see, Catholics are very much like, like the apocrypha. No, are, yeah. are the part point of is personally. the point is just that it's you so weird. that it it is all perspective. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it's it depends on who's the one that's accepting it and who's saying it's apocrypha. I mean, it, in terms of the church, like they have the apocrypha label is like saying it's just secondary. Yeah. They're not saying that it's, you know, not accepted. So it really, like, you can just say that this is just an added on secondary book is the way you can look at it. Whereas growing up right. Baptist, we never heard anything about it. Well, I, and I also think it back exist. to, you think you about, like, about you it. think about a fable that, like, people will view as, like, something to learn from. Like, some groups view fables Myth. as, like, stories of how, like, the like world was made or stuff like that. But, you know, someone else says, we, you know, we learn them as just goofy stories. Whereas another group of people might view them as like their ancestors and various things like that. So uh, that is why this book is really weird. Like who is labeling it as Apocrypha? Is Bungie labeling it as Apocrypha or are the Hive labeling it as Apocrypha? And how the heck do they have this as a transcript? That's why I think this is, as Orchid said, more of like a movie that we just get to watch. So so Orchid specifically said, you know, the Apocrypha for the Catholics is treated as a secondary they don't treat it as something that's not true they just treat it as like it's not part of like the main volume two kind of thing right bit of books what i'm getting at is this is the secondary part of the book that came out Mm -hmm. right and it's interesting it's it's number sequence it's number sequence fits in between portions of the book you read them chronological but it's just labeled as this is the part of the book but we also want you to know that it's viewed as apocrypha. 
which is kind of interesting because it's basically the same thing where Sabathun's like, this whole book is lies. Hive Bible is this not is true. Too That's, this is too trippy yeah. for me. I think we could guess further. But yeah. It's nine o'clock on a Sunday and my brain just can't anymore. Hey, right. I think I think that's why it's kind of so interesting, though. It is very unique. It is. I like that question. All right. Let's move to shout outs then. Elemist. Seriously. Give us your go. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Ishtar Collective, as always. Or Baxter. I finally changed my my. You changed it to avatar. something that looks not good. Can you change it's it back to Baxter's face, please? How can, how can it's Wobbuffet. It's the Pokemon that always it looks, like it looks needs to pee. sexual when it's tiny like that. Or maybe don't like only it. because maybe, you're thinking of it that way. Or maybe we're just all horny on Maine. Yeah, no, you are. Yeah. I got laid this week. Cut. <laughs> Strangers were. Hit, this is supposed to be shout outs. Shout out. Yeah, shout out um, to my husband. <laughs> woo, woo. So yeah, Baxter, I finally changed my my picture away from yours. I appreciate the fact that you haven't uh, unfriended me. Um, and shout out to Hyven for actually informing me that there was a part of this book that I totally missed. New appreciation, right? Yeah. Cool. And shout out to my other co-hosts because you ladies are the awesome. cast. I like how you said you ladies and didn't include Hyven in that. Well, because I already you shouted, I shouted Hyven out. I know. I can so be one of the ladies. ladies. You can't be. He's the prettiest lady so of them all. Pretty. Look, I'm so Look at all that facial hair. So feminine. Whatever. He's oh, looking very know. rugged right now. I'm I super into it. it. I love it. Oh, I heard you're looking super pregnant right now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good. Now I am one of the ladies, I guess. <laughs> Elemist has got it going. Oh my goodness. All right, you God got any more it, shout outs? Put your shout outs, food Elemis. baby belly away. I'm good. All right, my shout outs are, of course, to the co host for having a fantastic discussion. I really enjoy these episodes where we can really get a deep dive and a talk. Um, some of them are just goofy, some of them um, don't require a lot of depth, but some of them like this do, and it's really nice to kind of have a little bit of a deep dive with it. Um, shout out to uh, Mrs. Hyven for almost finishing her first raid. She's now done half of two raids um but it was really really fun and then of course for elemist clutching and having helping out fill in a spot um right before we recorded this um to to get a group through some of their first completions on last wish mr ribbon's bane over there it was nice to get the man over on pc and you know what they said was just get elemist to bring his whole clan to pc so we have lots of friends but no i thank you for coming in and helping and um we're gonna try to make it a weekly thing so um if I'll you ever you need me just let me know help, man or we just you like- heard it dredgens of lore we're expecting all of you on <laughs> get it together all 90 right. of you no. hyven volunteers to build the pc just send him you money. don't they're not as expensive <laughs> as you think but, all right but no i i think that's it and then yeah um i think i shouted everyone out um and shout out for Elsie for choosing the chest that I jokingly said had thousand voices in it and pulling thousand voices out of it. 
Yeah. What? Yeah. So we Are got into the final. I, I guess I didn't mention Elemist was there, but we got to the final room. And I said, "Okay, guys, everyone, like, because me and Elemist obviously weren't going to just grab." I said, "You guys get first pick of your chests. You guys have never got this." I said, "At this point, it's all speculation, but everyone has like their feeling." I said, "This chest right here, and stood on a chest, is the one I always get it out of, but." You know, it's not really a thing. And LC says, I'm going to trust you, Hyven. He walks up and pulls Thousand Voices right out. And he was the only one, other than, unfortunately, myself, who got another one um, who, who from the group who got Thousand Voices. So he was the only newbie who needed it to get Thousand Voices. And he got it from the chest I told him. And then I went and grabbed one out of a second chest. Like, what are the chances? It's just weird as anything. I'm sorry. I'm still waiting for Thousand oh, really? Voices. I only have 10 voices. Sorry. So... I'm so sorry. I guess you have when four. I complete the trade, Orchid should come. I have two us. anarchies, though. So it took me a long time to get my first thousand voices. I will give you that at least. Right. It it's like once you get something, you just like. I don't know how that feels. It. We had a clanmate who got it twice before we got ours, and heck, Elemis Thousand Voices came from his first time doing Last Wish. Just doing the um the run at the end was all he did, and he pulled out thousand like, voices. I only had one key. I jumped in for just the heart run, pulled out thousand voices, <laughs> and I felt super bad because Star Killer just like no words. He was just so depressed. Left the party. He left the fire angry. team. He was just so depressed because we had tried so many times. But yeah, it's like I just can't with this guy anymore. So yeah, anymore. that was my shoutouts just to the team, um, Mrs. Hyven. Your shoutouts. Uh, um, honestly, shout out to my brother. He doesn't listen to this. He leave. But yeah, Aww. he left. Um, he has been here every day except one day that my grandma has been here. And that was yesterday when we took her over to Hyven's house anyway. So I told him to go ahead and take a break. But that's been a full week. Because he also worked eight hours of overtime this week. Um, so, I mean, you know, he's got his own, like, dogs, his own stuff, his own video games he wants to play. He works long days doing HVAC installations, so he's tired, he's dirty. But every day, he comes home, he showers, feeds his dogs, pets them, leaves them. <laughs> Most of the time, showers since I complained about his smelly feet the first day. And then comes <laughs> here, and he spends at least a solid two hours here, if not two and a half. He watches Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, another episode of something, sits and talks with us for a while, and then goes home and does it again the next day. And, and he's been picking up food too. You know, shout out to my sister too because she can't because she's staying with my mom right now. But she will let us FaceTime her and bug her and you know, that way we can still see her and talk to her and grandma can say hi. And um, you know, she's giving my mom company and love right now, which is something my brother and I can't do because we need to stay away from her for grandma's safety. So, you know, they're both really playing their part in doing stuff. Um, it's not just Hyven and I putting in the work. They both truly are too. Um, and shout out to my mom who keeps giving us money to buy dinners and stuff like that. And it was still so, working at the hospital, even though she's possibly got COVID. Yeah. She still is required to work until she actually gets symptoms. Uh, and has to wear does. a mask every day, all day because she's living with her family still. Like that's gotta be rough. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, like, really proud of all of my family for really just stepping up and doing what they can, where they can. You know, it's not just me and Hyven um, being, you know, having our routines displaced. Um, and for all of this, you know, we've made some really fun memories and stuff we're going to laugh about for years. And as sad as it is to say, like, stuff we'll laugh about one day when she passes. But I know from when I had my mama live with us for the last five months of her life, these are memories you're just never going to get back. Um, and you get to have that nobody else in the family does. So I know how special this time is. And, um, I'm just... Shout out to my family for really just putting in the work and shout out to Hyven's mom for letting us come over with grandma yesterday and, you know, also letting us chill. So it's just been a really big family effort. And I just want to make sure that like they get shouted out too. And then it's not just like us um, because we've had a lot of really nice comments and feedback just for doing what you're supposed to do as a family. Um, and it's been really cool and fun to spend this time with my brother and um, even just fun to have, like, a different type of time with Hyven, you know? Um, so, and then shout out to you guys both, um, my other hosts other than Hyven, because you guys have been so flexible and so helpful and so kind. And to our listeners who are also being flexible, but, you know, like, just because of editing purposes and getting things out and getting things finished um, and getting schedules to line up, like... I'm just really thankful that we have such a kind group of people here who um, just understand that family comes first and life and health and all of that come first. Absolutely. Because this morning we also had to postpone because uh, Orchid sounded like a frog. <laughs> and apparently not a cute That's one. That's true. No. But I, <laughs> I'm starting to start. I don't sound very good anymore. So I've been coughing the entire time when I've been muted. You like, still look adorable. Let, let Orchid use the rest, rest of her voice for her shout outs, guys. Yeah. So those are my shout outs to my family and my co-hosts. I love all we of you guys it. so much. Life so always much. comes first. So much. You guys are the best. My turn. Your turn. Frog for last. <laughs> um shout out to all the people that i got to play with this week um like green and i got to play with pens and i played with blue and wicked and raz and i got to play with rick again did you play with like and ek and Cran too? i pretty much played with like every oh yeah cranfield i streamed with several times like she was like yeah. on with so, everybody I'm just playing with everybody right Once now. Once again, um, she's a friend oh player, but it's okay because that means God she gets it, to play almost... with all of these people. Yeah. Oh my! Not sexually on the video Not game like devices. That, almost... Trust me, <laughs> unless she wishes. wanted to be like that. Remember, but... she needs to get laid. Just horny on main guys. <laughs> um, God, but um, they like really kept me occupied i still can't i was hoping to go back to work on monday but obviously i'm having to still take cough medicine i didn't take any today and that's why i'm just like besides the normal other stuff i can't so i have to wait a couple more days to go back to work but um yeah so thanks to the destiny community like in general i've actually gotten like some dms from just random people that follow on twitter just like checking in and being like hey hope you're feeling better Here's some weird memes for you. That's really nice. 
Um, and there are actually honestly too many people to shout out at that point. Like that's how wonderful this community is. Yeah, for sure. So thanks to the community in general for being so wonderful. I think and supportive. I think and the awesome. Destiny community is what's keeping us all sane at this point. It really is for all the people saying like Destiny's dead and it's so fucking boring and like what even is there to do anymore? There's more people playing now than there were last year. Yeah, yeah. and it is crazy. Of people who still no, play. It's crazy because even if you're not playing, they're still part of the community. To be I honest, mean, they are having a lot of weird glitches and stuff, and there isn't as much yeah. content to do as there has been in some seasons. But you can find yeah. stuff to do, hang out with friends, do old raids, yeah. do stuff, play another game, but take that community that you made in Destiny, play other games with. Hell, we're probably all going to have mean, a hilarious time playing Human, human Fall, Fall Flat, Flat, but we wouldn't woo-woo. know each other if it wasn't yeah, for Destiny. that's going to be fun. Um, exactly. I, I mean, I have my Destiny BFF has been playing with a bunch of his like old clan mates, um, and they've been they have a Minecraft server that all of them have been building these like these huge like castle manses. That's what we did in Conan and it's and ridiculous. Arc. And they filled one of the guy's house full of chickens. I had a I had a buddy fill my whole a... house full of dead bodies one time in Ark. It was yeah, no, they just oh filled God. it full of chickens as like a prank, that and then amazing. it like almost crashed the server because it was just like too, too many, many chickens. Some, the programming cannot handle some this person of made a, a no, in one of our games and they let uh like dodos breed and they bred into the thousands and yeah. the server started crashing and we okay. literally had to fly around the whole map and find this pin that was just overloading with ridiculousness that's so trolly but it's hilarious that's so <laughs> funny but like i mean you're you're not wrong though like the animal server or the animal crossing like people in our discord server, oh yeah like that thing's still popping like, I thought, oh, yeah. like, all right, this is going to be hot while the game's out for the first week or two. Like, no, that thing is nope. still popping. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Crazy. yeah. Uh, Guardians of War has a very strong Animal Crossing yeah. community. Once so again, it's something crazy. that we would not know about, like, unless, like, we all befriended each other through Destiny. So yeah. the community in of itself is is rocking. Yeah. Whether the game's so really, rolling yeah, or not at just... times, this community's banging. Oh, also, I love how you said banging, and she's like, oh, to, speaking of. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, big shout out to uh, Man at Arms and Green Eyed Music Lover, or Green and Rick, as I colloquially know them, not in order, um, for helping me fix my audio on stream on PC last week because my audio is just like all sorts of messed up. But I appreciate them spending like two hours helping me and like. 10 to 12 people watching as <laughs> like they're fixing my audio the entire time. That's the quality content we show up to. Your it was the quality content it. of like green dancing around and me being like, but Rick, I don't under what? what? Guys. And him being, just show me your screen. <laughs> Guys, I got <laughs> the entire the time sitting in the chair petting cat emote this week. Mm-hmm. Last week it was yeah. up for silver. This week it was up for mm-hmm. bright dust. And you best believe I spent more bright dust than I should have on that shit. Because I wanted yep. that one. It's the best. I dropped silver on it. I wanted I it that too. badly. No. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Nope. I had I had a bunch of silver. I dropped a bunch well, of silver Well, I also just spent it. like so $300 at Nordstrom. So I'm stimulating this economy, bitch. I, I mentally justified it. It was like, it's only eight bucks. I'm going to use like it that, more yeah. than just, you know, two weeks. Let's yeah, do it. See, my, my brain I've is like $8 more... on this game. $300 at Nordstrom. No, I've been using my thriftiness as a reason to come back every week because instead of buying like the seasonal ornament gear, 
every week they've been offering up one piece for Bright Dust. So I've been coming in yep. and picking it up. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason I have to come back to the game Same. to save that money. Yep. Got to save that. You got to keep grinding that Bright That's Dust right. because I am. Yeah, I know. I have to make sure I do bounties or I can't afford it. This is. Not. Unlike my friend Matt Grundy, who is over thirty thousand bright dust. That's well, that's this killer is not. Um, All right, Destiny. Related, we should get ready to shut but down. But I got like four pajama sets from Nordstrom's, and I'm real excited about them. I haven't had pajama sets for years, you. and they're super cute and comfy, pajamas. and they were all on sale. And I'm pretty pumped. $300. That was not all $300 of what I spent. I bought a lot of shit. What is wrong with you? I have elephant pajamas. We are here saving for a house. And this I've been saving for a house. And she's spending money on Nordstrom. No, I'm just kidding. Giving her a hard time. All right. Now we're just derailing at this hey, point. you're going to enjoy it. No. I guarantee you she didn't get those kind of pajamas. They're cute and comfy. <laughs> Doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. One of them is a crop top on the floor. I, give you very easy access to my chesticles. She, well, that's nice, but she's hard to sleep with. Her and the dogs, I get very little bed, and they're very warm. I mean, in the sleeping sense, Orchid. Good God, we need to shut this thing down. <laughs> okay, guys, Quarantine reminders. For us. Follow us on Twitter, at Guardians underscore Delore, <laughs> at Hey, it's Orchid. <laughs> At Mrs. Underscore Hyven or at I am uh, I underscore am underscore Elemist because we got to have those underscores because spaces are illegal. Uh, also, email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Go to our Instagram for Guardians So Flore, Guardians of Lore, and check out that table. There might be some Just stuff up there. Just posted it. Of course, leave us a review, please, anywhere you see fit. And join Orchid our Discord for more so foolish conversation, Animal Crossing love, good community, or just nice chats with um, nice, nice people. Uh, so also hysterical memes. Yeah, and there's some good memes too. All right. Well, with that, we are signing off. See you guys next week. Rise the Crimson Sphere. Nope. Yep. Ow, cold. I almost hurt my toe. <laughs> Sorry, one second. I can't. What? <laughs> Shoot on the toe. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I tried to keep it serious, <laughs> but I couldn't. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that and I'm like, what? <laughs> it's such a clusterfuck behind me. They both went on my left. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Hi, that's okay. behind you. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Use it. Birth a ravager. Sorry. <clears throat> that was right, but like my brain said it was wrong. It's the fucking last card. Oh my god, that's so cute. Sorry. Kona. Kona. <gasps> What's Kona doing? His legs are like, he's down on his knees and his oh. legs are behind him. 
and uh, Kona's laying on the part of his legs that are just like on the floor. Chewing on a little toy. It's so cute. It's cute. I thought I thought she was chewing on him. I, I mean, he could be. I had to toy. take my headphones off because my playback was so delayed. <clears throat> oh God, Elmas is gonna put it in. There it was. Okay. <laughs> no, she's not chewing on his big toe anymore, or anything else sexual for that matter. 